Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the joke. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget them other folks. Cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't hip up racist. When Tim Miller hit that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green, romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Dominic? Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, what's happening, y'all? It's Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And listen, we got a uh, special podcast for you guys today. We got uh, multiple guests sitting in with us. Um, and, and listen, it just kind of worked out being all men. I don't want us to get canceled. Y'all don't want the ladies' voices on here. We've had many times where we've had women get, you know, I don't have to do that. <laughs> we have a many lot of female friends. Now, I have a woman friend. <laughs> many times now we've had women on. You know, I don't want to have to go through all that. It just kind of worked out that way. I was, um, this would be a podcast that I would normally do as a woke file. Okay, that's what I would normally do, but I'm having troubles with this, with attaching my equipment, and it doesn't seem to want to work, and I guess I'm going to have to get another Zoom. I don't know. I don't think it's a Zoom. You think it's just me, then? Probably. I think it's a setting Which on your it phone. It probably is. <laughs> I think it's a setting on the phone. I, it's, it's probably not the Zoom. Yeah. If you switch the inputs and it still does it, it's not the Zoom. Yeah, yeah, so that's uh, probably... So uh, I got to figure that out. So in the meantime, I thought that I would just bring, we'll just all come on together, people that I would normally talk to about something like this, and we would just come on. I had to decide who, because I could bring a bunch of people in. I could have brought, you know, all kinds of talking voices in, but I thought, okay, well, I'll just bring the ones people know and the ones who I feel like will have something to say and might be. And... Uh, <laughs> Here we are. So I got Mike B's here. Say hello to the people. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? I got Rod from the Black Out Tips, of course. Hey, thanks for having me. And I got Chris Lambert from the Mundane Festival. Hey, guys. Thanks among, for having me. Among other things. <laughs> the Mundane Festival, among other things. All long-time uh, three guys on podcast, people in the chat room know. All people with strong opinions. <laughs> all black. That's what's important here. So, uh, sorry, Andy. Thank you, Andy, it's, for covering yourself. <laughs> my, wife, uh, my wife is a woman, as is my, my mom and my Right, 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 right. Right. Rod's wife has been on the podcast multiple times. You know, I don't want to have to do all that. <laughs> I don't have to do all that. So, I mean, just this week, I've been feeling down anyway. And then, you know, I went to bed, I guess, around 10 last night. So we're recording on, on Friday, Saturday. Y'all know it's about to happen. Literally this, a little after 10. Right. I wake yeah. up this morning and I look at the phone and I'm seeing people talk about Chad, but I don't know what it is. I'm thinking that, 
oh, are we celebrating something to do with Black Panther or something like that? Like, did it drop this day in history or something? Or maybe, I don't know, you know, and I was just seeing that. And I wasn't really kind of paying attention to it. And then my wife came in the room and she goes, um, did you hear that Chad Boswick died? I said, what? <laughs> she, she said, yeah, Chad, Chad Boswick died. And then she started crying. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and then I opened up and I looked at everything that was happening. And so let's start with, uh, we'll start with Rod. How are you feeling with that this morning, waking up to that? Oh, about Chadwick dying? Yeah. Um, I mean, I found out about it last night. Okay, was, so you had already. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, I'm blown. It's sad as shit, you know? Yeah. Um, I think uh, a lot of conversations have been had over, like, how and what to say, but I think in the immediacy of people having grief, you should really uh, allow people to be human for a moment, man. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's people that are going to take it and be inspired by the fact that this man was able to fight uh cancer colon cancer for four years and produce so much work um and art that will last forever um mm-hmm. so you're gonna have people inspired by you're gonna have people that are just you know tra- tragic struck and and grief struck you have people that are angry you know and and focusing on everyone who's saying something they disagree with you know it's just everyone's all over the place for myself man it just was kind of shocking because uh unlike a lot of you know struggles like this we didn't get to say like goodbye you know it was just like private he got a strong team he must got like beyonce ndas or something that we no one even leaked a word about this shit even though people saw his weight fluctuate and stuff no one like shit was airtight um yeah i always thought it was i always thought it was a movie role or something every time i saw his weight i said i was always doing something for a movie that's yeah, what I always and so she was airtight. Like there was no one that that seemed to know anything, um, and so that's why everybody was so shocked. And you know, I think my the the number one thing I keep thinking about is the kids, the black kids who got to you know see you know T'Challa on screen, um, and that type of representation. That this is like their version of like Christopher Reeves. You know, like this is that you know movie magic is not real you know people are human and uh you know life is is suffering and pain and and loss and if you live long enough you're gonna experience it so you know but uh no i like i was sad last night and then i don't know at some point last night i was just like all right you know he went out the way he wanted to go out you know so respect to him uh respect to his family and uh hell of a legacy if we can if any of us can uh leave that kind of imprint on the earth after we're gone, then we did a great job. Chris, what you thinking? I heard you talk about a little bit this morning on, on, uh, I was started, I started to listen to the podcast with, uh, you and Bersie. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I heard you say you and Bersie talk about race and I'm like, Nope, <laughs> not, not, not going to listen. <laughs> no, well, it's I'm a- out. <laughs> well, you don't have to listen to it. Fair enough. But everybody else that would like you to. know why I'm not going to, though. It's not because well, fuck you, Chris. You know, well, it ain't that. we can talk. We can talk about that off mic. But about <laughs> Chadwick, uh, it's it's sad that he's, he died. But it just uh, it putting two to two and two together when he was uh, talking about. There's a video of him talking about him partnering with a friend to uh, get, donate PPEs to a lot of medical professionals and people uh, like for 
he had a, a friend that uh, w- was a medical professional and they were doing this stuff to, you know, help during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And he looked really, he looked really thin and it's like, he looked and looked like he lost a lot of weight. And then I didn't hear anything from him. And then I, I, I too, as a washed 40 year old, I took a nap and I woke up on Friday, Friday night around 1030 and looked at my phone and uh, friends in a t- text chain were just like, I was like, oh, okay, well, that explains why he looked the way he looked. Uh, but just echoing with, with what Rod said, I mean, as an artist, as a creative, I mean, if you have to go out and you've left that legacy, that's pretty damn strong. And the fact that he had cancer while uh, doing, perform, uh, uh, portraying an iconic superhero, um, it's, it's remarkable. And it, that's, that's kind of like how you want to go out uh leaving something behind as an artist so it's it's uh he'll he'll live forever i mean this kind of reminds me i mean rod mentioned christopher reeve i think when i was 10 or 11 years old i'm just thinking about kobe's death earlier this year the biggest celebrity death for me when i was a young kid was river phoenix uh dying uh and that kind of blew me away because Stand By Me was a movie that opened opened my eyes about, you know, wanting to be an actor and seeing him do that. And uh, really? yeah, it was, it was because those, those guys were, that movie came out in 198, I think 86. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I, I saw it when I was about five. Yeah. I saw it around that time, seven, eight years old. And, uh, those young kids doing that and he was so good at it uh when he you know he had his troubles and he passed away and i was just like oh man that so that one was one that hit me and and i i think uh you know he'll just he'll go on to live forever as this iconic uh artist uh because we had never you know i think you know most of us are in our 40s or late thirties, forties, you're Randolph, you're a 51 year old. I don't know. And I've said this around the time when the movie came out, I don't remember having that many black superheroes. I don't like action figures, like a uh, toys. I, I could always flow back to, to Ray from Ghostbusters being one of the main black action figures that I had. And so for these kids to have that, it's a, uh, to have a T'Challa action figure, I've got a couple myself. Um, it's huge, and it's it's just a huge loss. I don't even recall having having um, shirts with black heroes on them. You know, like I'm wearing a Black Panther shirt, mm-hmm. or I mean, there was always black phrases that were part that become part of the culture very quickly. But to have an iconic. Uh, black male you know that it's embraced across the whole zeitgeist right you know i mean for us our heroes were like you know which i often say shaft is the first black superhero movie honestly it's shaft and then um then you had your subculture superheroes and superfly you know and then you have blade (laughs) you know what i mean and in between there we got like what uh rooster from uh huggy bear and rooster <laughs> you know what i mean we didn't have anything in between there so when we got blade that's why it was it where we got first we got blade which was 
past that kind of, but there was no advertising campaign around blade, no marketing campaign around blade. I didn't have a blade. I would have worn it if it was there, but there was nothing, there was no major marketing campaign based on blade, you know, but then black Panther came and it just, it, I think it was like a game changer completely, which is why it always baffled me when people, particularly black people or those black adjacent would, um, try to downplay the effect of blade or not the effect of black Panther and just try to downplay the movie period. I never understood. I never understood that. Well, it's really not that good. I'm like, what are you talking about? Just, just on the basis of the strength of a Marvel movie, put it against some of the others and tell me which ones are, tell me which ones are better. Tell me how it's not very good. T- tell me that no one can. It was always just some sort of general feeling. I don't know. And, and, and I'm like, well, you have a problem with the blackness. That's where my mind goes. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't, I don't know. Perhaps you have a problem with the way blackness is being portrayed or it's because you're not used to seeing this type of blackness in this type of, in these type of roles, doing these type of things, being this type of thing. And you have to now empath, 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 be empathetic. Is that a word? Yeah. You have to empathize with this, with this blackness. You have to find yourself wrapped up in blackness and you don't want to do it. You know, I have no problem doing it, but you don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Now that could be me feeling in too deeply into stuff, but I also feel like there was a contrarian thing amongst people of, I'm not going to like this because you all like it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Fuck off. I don't, you know, but I'm also at the point where I don't need other people to like something for me to like it, (laughs) to like it or dislike it. I think most of those people were kind of like edgelords anyway. And the, the small, the small minority when it came to that stuff, because it was something that movie was something that galvanized the well, that we know by the way the culture oh yeah but the cult, but but, <laughs> but the they galvanized the culture like somebody last night took a picture of their movie reposted a picture of their movie ticket holding the movie ticket over a box of popeyes like in in while they were seated in the theater oh i love that oh yeah it was great it was it was awesome so it it was it was something that Galvin. I took a day off work to go. I took so I saw it Thursday night, and and I think maybe like in a regular theater at the AMC, and then the next day I went to an early screening, like at ten o'clock. I took off work. Um, people called it Black Star Wars, and yeah. you can you can pick apart. It's easy to critique and. And 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 pick something apart because Star Wars you could pick that stuff apart, but I think overall its cultural significance will never. That's never going to go away. That's never going to die. So, um, if you took something from it, I I listen to podcasts. My friends texting people, black men, tough guys, tell me that they cried. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so it's uh, you know that that's never that's never going to go away. Uh, you, nobody can take that joy away from, from you. You know what I mean? When something- yeah. I had to, speaking of the person that we were talking about, I had to check him. I had to, I, I, I texted him. I don't want to say check him, but I definitely texted him privately. Mm-hmm. And was like, why are you trying to shit on black people's joy? Why, why are you doing that? What, what, what do you gain from doing that? Because it seems like you're just trying to shit on black people's joy. Why are you doing that? And my favorite was the people that were like, uh, Hidden Figures came out 
and uh, I didn't see people dressed up and standing in line. I was like, motherfucker, it's a Marvel action movie. Action movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, like, that's not even the same genre. Why are you even going to act like that's ever been a thing? There's no race of people that does that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, like you, you mean to tell me they didn't dress up like Rose and, and Jack from Titanic? Right. <laughs> you mean to tell me you mean to tell me that wasn't happening? <laughs> like we see these motherfucking Marvel box office receipts. Like everybody <laughs> likes this shit, man. And time, that was the most popular Marvel movie they had ever done and the most profitable one. So like and now shit was like 20 movies in the black one came through and was like uh we're setting new records and uh oscar nominations and shit that nobody else has been able to get so you know i like it was just the hate just had to come because you know anytime black people do something that's the thing hate is gonna be out there but i I tried to for the most part to ignore it or um i know me and jl coven used to have like a back and forth I was trying not to say his name. Nah, nah that's my nigga. <laughs> we were having a back and forth row session. Uh, we still, by the way, we still go back and forth, but we do it in DMs now because I don't think everybody can uh, handle our jokes. But yeah, yeah, that's how I. That's how I. All of us were like that. <laughs> we, I mean, we can. We no, put me on the thread next time. <laughs> we talk about jail all the time, like on podcast. We're like, oh yeah, he's not gonna. What is it? Love, Lovecraft countries? So, you know, jail's not gonna like that. Yeah, oh yeah, we all said he ain't gonna like that. Anytime that's come out, I'm like, jail gonna pull a like, it's a B minus. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, let me. Oh, let me guess. Some black shit was not good enough. Jail. Okay. <laughs> oh wow, what a what a shock. And then, I, and the thing is, I I stand strong in my convictions because I remember he said that about uh, Selma, and yeah. then like a year or two later, he was like. You know, actually, I was wrong about that. It's actually an amazing movie, and it should have got nominated. I was like, right, I'm right. <laughs> you gotta wait for you to catch up. I don't, I'm not gonna feel bad about that. <laughs> What'd you like, JL? The Green Book? Did you like the Green Book? <laughs> I mean, I, I thought Green Book was. I didn't think Green Book was a bad movie, but it's yeah. as, as a movie wise, it's not. It's a yeah, movie wise. Truth. That's a good movie. It's until, a good it, movie. Movie wise. Then no. you read the book and you like, oh damn! But yeah, yeah. I, I love the green book. Like, I walked out the theater like, man, that was really uh. Yeah, once you learn, yeah, but once you like you said though, Rod, once you learn the story, you're like, uh. Yeah, once you know what's behind <laughs> it, you, you're not gonna, uh. not gonna like it. But I called, I called you, Randolph, and said, man, that motherfucker's good. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, was, I was like, okay, man. So I went and saw it. I was like, he's right. It's good. <laughs> I, I, I said, that shit gonna get nominated. That shit nominated. Yeah, it's good, but ugh. Motherfucking uh, Mahershala Ali had the dope ass performance. I said, this shit get nominated. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a firestorm. But I'm telling yeah. you right now, this motherfucker right here, it's got the inside <laughs> chance, dog. Yeah, I remember walking to the theater. I walked down, Andy, I walked down to Sherlin's and I was talking to Chris on the phone. I'm going to see this shit. <laughs> so, it better be good. He ran off crying at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's happening yeah. now? Is is my mic, Andy, is my mic still on? It just, it just cut out for a second. I mean, you're back. Okay. Yeah, it did it. Yeah, it changed. It changed. It changed. Why is it changing itself? Yeah, Mike, what do you think? I mean, you gotta be on yourself. You gotta ch- like. I had to tell my daughter. By the way, we were watching Black Panther and talking a little yeah. before I, before I came and sat down. Yeah. So, uh, like I know, I had to tell my girls. You tell the boys. Yeah. 
Nah, avoided that one. I've, I've been ducking that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my daughter, she um uh I don't uh I've um she she's she's does she does Black Panther characters now. She tries to be the grandma in Black okay. Panther. She runs around and she does the accent. She like uh you need to respect me and then she does like the little stick and all that. Anyway, so uh <laughs> so I, haven't, I haven't told him yet. You know, I haven't told yeah. him. But, um, how, how old is he, Mike? Uh, my son is seven. Do you have to tell him? Not really. I shouldn't. Yeah, I don't think you have to. <laughs> but the ten-year-old. I wonder, I wonder though. Yeah. I don't know. Someone's gonna tell him. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. And he gonna, the tell, he gonna be the ten-year-old. He gonna snitch. Yeah, the ten-year-old. Yeah. She. Yeah, she's gonna. She's gonna let loose. But I think her mom's gonna say something first. Um, and then I'm just gonna be like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. For I mean, for me, when I found out, I was like, yo. That's that's crazy because my first initial thought was we lost Black Mamba and now the Black Panther. Yeah, uh, somebody else mentioned that too. And then they put a picture of them up together. I saw that. I was like, oh, really? You going to do us like this? Don't do us like this. And the picture <laughs> of, of Chadwick talking about Kobe. And it's like, yeah. ah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do us like Jesus this. Christ. So then you have that, right? And then you talk about the whole week in total. As a unit, as the black right. community, and which like, was the whole reason why I brought you guys here. Now here we are, boom! <laughs> another one. Here's another one, black folks. Uh. <laughs> you know. As a unit, this has been a bad week for the black community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jason <laughs> Carter in the chat room said, "Mike gonna give him the Santa Claus and Chadwick talk at the same time." <laughs> Chadwick and Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther died. And by the way, that shit that you get for Christmas. <laughs> That's yeah. Good. For me, motherfucker. Yeah, you gotta soften them up. You gotta give them some cake first or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, for me, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, for you, you call your you call your little lair there the uh, your man Conda. Yeah, my Conda. Yes, yeah, my Conda. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? so, I mean, so I mean, and, I, and just to piggyback on like Wild and Chris said, you know, the kids and 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 I keep it short, like those scenes in Endgame and in Infinity Wars. When, right. when the Black Panther, when Thanos snaps his finger, and I can't watch right. it. I, I, I don't know when I'm next time to be able to watch that. Right. <laughs> because that, that's like, that's too close. You know, or the did, line did. where he says, this is no place to die. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I can't even. Yeah. Man, you got me thinking about it now. I can't imagine watching it again. Yeah, I, I, I don't need me turning on, turning on now. I just got it playing in mute right now, on mute right now. Yeah, but somebody played the scene from Endgame where you know everybody comes back and they go. But I, no, it was Jamel Hill. She she was playing. I guess she was recording the theater, and it was going off in the theater as the Black Panther came back. And they they purposely um, did the uh, still shot and the close up on Black Panther, and I was like, man, yeah. Can't watch this no more. That's it for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of this game for a little while. <laughs> yeah. So you guys try to avoid it as opposed to embrace. Yeah, somebody posted a clip of his the first time he was on. Uh, what was it? Civil War. Yeah, Civil War. Yeah. Uh, right. him, yes. When he's fighting Bucky, and it was yeah. like it's like fuck yeah, man. Like yeah. I remember seeing this being like, fuck yeah, this mother Black Panther is like awesome. Because I'm, I'm the not, lines, dude. The lines. Yeah. yeah. My, I'm, my name's Clint. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> you know, the lines. Oh, you know. Yeah, like it's it's uh. Um, move or be moved. And yeah. <laughs> move or be moved. And oh. you knew you like she about to she about to put dog shit about to oh, dog okay. shit about yeah. you. <laughs> or, or or the line where they finally had Bucky and they were like you know they're gonna come from right 
And he looked right at him. Let he them like, come. Let them come. Let them come. Let them come. You know. And then the jokes people got off with like the memes. It's like it's like T'Challa and, and Steve Rogers standing looking out the window. And then they show the same shot like five years later. They both got beards. How long these brothers been standing in front of this window? <laughs> yeah, I remember uh like this was literally years before they uh cast anything, but um uh on the show and on Twitter I made this thread about how uh when they were looking for a Black Panther, I was like, it needs to be Chadwick Boseman. And everybody was like, Who's this guy? And I, show, and I was like, he's a dude I just seen 42. And I was like, he's a dude that played Jackie Robinson. And I said, it's his eyes. He got them good racism eyes. Like, like that these white motherfuckers are on my last nerve, but with dignity. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I said, that's T'Challa, right? That's, that is him that is like, these white motherfuckers are on my last nerve, but, you know, I'm a regal fucking prince, you know? And his face and contempt was was so like graceful and communicated so much with just the eyes and if you read black panther you know that so much of t'challa is not he don't talk a lot like yeah. if you like like all the comic he's not the monologue guy really he doesn't show up and rally the troops like captain america he just shows up he knows what he wants to do supremely confident and mostly just it's white people getting in the way and rod are you doing this now like when you read when you read Black Panther, do you read it in, in Chadwick's voice? Do you hear it in his yeah, voice in your head? Because I do now. <laughs> I didn't before, but I do now. Absolutely. And also it's because he um brought something to the role, which is something right. see right. like I think uh that is I think I retweeted it, but uh it was a conversation when he was talk doing press and they asked him about the accent and how he broke down like nah, it wouldn't the directors thought I should have like either English accent, uh, like European, or I should have an American accent because you know T'Challa does get educated in those schools at some point. Uh, but he was like, "No, if we've never been colonized, if we've never been conquered, I wouldn't have an accent fashioned after white after Europeans." And so, just that level of thought to bring that to the role and fight for it, by the way, because the directors weren't sure. Like, they were like, I don't know, man. Like, because you got to remember when he first debuted, that wasn't, um, that wasn't uh, Ryan Coogler. Like, yes, yeah. Debuted under the Russo brothers. So he had to fight for that. And he was like, if we lose this fight now, what else are we going to lose through the portrayal of this character? That's how important this role is. And uh, so, yeah, that's why I hear it in his voice now. Because, and before before that, I never heard it in that way, right? I never even thought of that. Right. Right, right. Like there's a, there's a, um, there's a comic where um, I can never remember the name of it. But I had the first one and I couldn't get the second one, mm -hmm. but it's based in Wakanda. Namer, which is supposed to be the storyline for the next movie, by the way, which I don't even know if they're gonna do now. Mm -hmm. But it's it's mm -hmm. Prince Namer attacks Wakanda and basically destroys Wakanda. Yeah, and they're rebuilding Wakanda and um, and somebody have, can fuck it up again. He has to do it. No, he really destroyed Bro, it. They fucked it up, dog. So he has to do that. You, you know what I'm talking about, where the worlds are colliding and they have to, it's, it's, it's uh, Tony Stark, Reed Richards, Namor, Doctor Strange, and uh, Black Panther. They have to do this job together. Remember now, Black Panther is angry at Namor and he tells him, 
remember the line too. He says, uh, when, when I can put my needs, when I can put my desires ahead of my needs, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I can hear that now. <laughs> now when I read it, I hear it in, in Chad Bozeman's voice. Yeah. You know, because that was a, that was a thing that I felt the the one difference between the movie and the Black Panther of the comics is the movie was young Black Panther, which is why, um, which is I always felt like that was why he lost that fight to Killmonger at first because he wasn't really ready to do what was necessary, which means if I got to kill this guy, I'll kill him. I don't care. You know, in the comics, he's older Black Panther. It's a completely different vibe. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. well, you know, sometimes you got to kill him, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, uh, War of Kings was the uh, Namor versus um, versus T'Challa, man. And yeah. the thing that was dope is that it was two kingdoms fighting because it's Atlantis versus, you know, Wakanda. And then within Wakanda, there's a whole lot of inner workings of like, people supporting each other, people betraying each other, people that don't, right. people like, it, it was a dope-ass storyline. And uh, Kugler, right, right. Kugler included the depth through introducing all these other characters that uh, the sequel could have included a lot of those stories. Yeah, so, yeah and then I read, you know, I read my good friend Taz's run, which was great, of course, his, his Black Panther run. And, uh, well, let's get to D. White Man on this, Andy. Uh, How'd you feel when you woke up this morning and heard that, you know? <laughs> First of all, Selma was trash. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, so I, I heard about it last night and, uh, you know, it kind of hit me the way Kobe did it because it was so sudden. I mean, to us, it was sudden, you know, not the same circumstances, but it's just kind of out of nowhere. Young guy, early 40s uh, seems to be, you know, everything going for him. But I mean, everything you guys said, but also I thought about what, you know, he's the last four years he's been undergoing, they said multiple surgeries and chemo and it was stage three, then it progressed to stage four. So I'm probably back and forth hospital visits, you know, and all that. I just, I thought about like how many, like imagine what he had in him if he was at full strength, you know what I mean? Like how many other great performances or how much greater could his performances have been uh, had he been at full strength? That just kind of tells you how much, I mean, because people were saying online last night that, you know, about his dedication to the roles because he's going through all these things and still showing up for, you know, to film these roles, but it still takes a lot out of you, you know, when you're going through surgeries and chemo. So he wasn't even at full strength for the last, you know, the peak of what will be the peak of his career. You right. know, so what else was he capable of? What, what else could he have done? You know, had he beat this or had he just never had it, you know, how much greater could his output have been? already great to begin with you know yeah um jason carter is saying that you think of it as an older as an older person's disease you know ibram kendi dr ibram kendi had it also yeah and he beat it but he had stage she had stage four when he when he discovered it and he wrote the, the how to be an anti-racist while he was going through treatment and stuff like that you know, and it just so happens that he was able to I say 25% of the people who get it beat it. And he was in the 25 and Chadwick wasn't. And, <laughs> and normally when you, I mean, when you hear about a cancer diagnosis and you're like stage, I mean, stage three is not great, but it's not stage four. So, yeah, you know, you initially back. get that's diagnosed stage, you know, <laughs> stage yeah. three, you're like, oh, that's more, much more beatable. You know, like uh, every, every cancer basically look at the stats stage three, you're like, oh, much better chance. And for a young guy in good shape, I mean, it's just unfortunate. It's just, you know bad luck yeah. at the end of it but 
And that's nothing. I can't imagine training to get into the shape to play Black Panther and having going through that. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Just how much he had him in eating, how much he had to have been trying to re- trying to learn your lines, working on your characters, learning the other people's lines, in the gym constantly, uh, martial arts training, learning weapons training. That's insane. <laughs> that's insane to me. <laughs> you know? I get a hangnail and I don't feel like doing it. Yeah, you're like, oh, fuck this. My teeth hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Some people being like, like bringing up that he was fighting cancer while making these uh, movies and taking on these roles the last four years is like somehow ableist or something. I I I saw that, yeah. Oh, you fucking people. Good Lord. Oh. It's it's like building a go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry, go. I was trying to say I don't really see how. And then oh. the statement that his family put out mentioned that he did this, per like he gave us this art while he was struggling through this, through multiple surgeries and chemotherapy. I I don't know how acknowledging that is disrespectful to anyone else who's yeah. Living. I don't see it either. Unless no. the only way it can be disrespectful to me is if you say. And your bitch ass ain't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that then I don't get the I don't see the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw another it was like a Twitter thing again, people trying to dunk on somebody, I guess, but it was trying to claim him as disabled. Yeah. Like part of the disabled community. Well, like he uh, wasn't. I'm sorry. Uh, well, if you're that that's a disability. When you have chemo I mean, and all that's a disability. Yeah. Okay, but it's a weird thing. It's like some people are like, "Don't bring up this. Don't bring up the cancer because you're being ableist." And other people are like, "Bring it up, so that disabled people can can show. You can show disabled people can do things." I mean, you know, it's all the agendas. It's like yeah. basically a couple hours go by and then all the agendas come in. All the agendas appear. Uh, real quick, uh, <clears throat> um, shout out Howard University. Even though this is even, you know, even though this is a a uh, a sad day. Howard's getting some really good publicity between um, Kamala Harris and you know Chadwick right now. Well, I, I saw people dunking on the people retweeting Chadwick Boseman's final tweet, which was a picture of him and Kamala Harris. Yeah. And the hashtag <laughs> was about voting. Yeah. Um, and all these journalists like Jake Tapper and people that were like, what always happens. You retweet the final tweet or you comment on the final screenshot, the final tweet. Same thing happened with Kobe. Tweet was about LeBron. All these people were like, I can't believe these journalists are using this. You know what it was? Leftist people, like yeah. the Bernie bro types, or, and people that I follow that are like comics that I know politically where they are. Uh, they were like liking and retweeting these people who were like, I can't believe you're using this for the, your political agenda. I'm like, he tweeted it for his political agenda. Right. <laughs> the hashtag literally says vote. He wants people to vote. He right. wants more people. to. When you tweet something, you want people to see it. Right. Yeah. So when uh, when people are retweeting, like I can't believe you're using his tweet, like he wanted that out there. Yeah, he wanted that's, people to see that. He knew, yeah. at that it was August 11th. He probably knew he didn't have a lot of time left at that point. Yeah. So here's a lesson, people: make you make whatever whatever you tweet and think that it could be your last. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I might, might, might be reading that shit out. You, you know, die a tragic death, and it's like it's everyone's retweeting. I feel gassy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> You know what's funny about that? Uh, it's a fear of mine. 
Oh, uh, you know how people go on their law like social media break where they deactivate their pages. Like I need a social media break. I'm just deactivating my pages. Yeah, I won't yeah. do it because I don't want to die in the middle of my <laughs> the middle of my social media break. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm taking a social media break. Deactivate Facebook. Then I'm dead. Like oh shit. <laughs> there's no record (laughs) if they can't post a tweet that i really exist (laughs) that's why you you gotta you gotta always keep a a pinned tweet that's gonna be the one that'll always be the first tweet they're gonna post the the pinned tweet that's gonna be the one yeah cage of sparkle is fantastic (laughs) (laughs) and they'll be like what a coon (laughs) <laughs> my last tweet to be a sponsored tweet you know can you imagine when when god forbid terry cruz goes can you imagine the tweets <laughs> i wish it was the one that said um the magic city tweet i wish it was like magic city tweet i'm like yeah <laughs> Just do it well, i don't know yet he might still have a second act so yeah. i already saw people uh someone said on my facebook page colon cancer got the wrong one i was like god damn yeah, I saw that. I was like, "Woo!" <laughs> well, people, you know, it's the internet, and yeah. we're talking shit about Chadwick when he was sick. Well, remember, remember when uh, when Trump's brother died, and uh, yeah. the wrong one died was trending. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. People don't care. I'm, and back to what I was saying, mm. when Chadwick was sick, he looked sick. People was talking shit. Yeah. And the yes. same people that uh, were talking shit, oh my God, Chadwick, uh, you motherfuckers. Yeah. So, I, I honestly, I didn't see that one, but when I would see him in like, let's say the five bloods and he was, he was like my size. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, it makes sense. You're in, you're in war. There's not a lot of food. But he's, a little, he's a little guy anyway. Yeah. And that's nothing. I thought, so he's a smallish dude. He's not keeping that kind of weight on in between roles. It's like when Brad Pitt blew up to play Achilles. He can't keep that. I mean, he can keep it on, but it's hard, you know, and then he he, dry, he slimmed back down to slim Brad Pitt again. So that's what I always thought. I thought, oh, well, you know, that also might explain the hairstyles that he's kind of gone through, you know, the different yeah. ways he was wearing his hair. I was like, well, he's trying to figure out a way to get around his, his chemotherapy. He don't just want to cut it all off, you know. Uh, so, uh, and real quick, uh, speaking of colon cancer, uh, in the army, we don't start testing. Well, they didn't start testing us for colon cancer to the age of forty. That's the uh, forty and over. Exam. Yeah. So uh, if you go by that premise, and he had this for four years, that's like thirty nine. Thirty nine. So yeah. yeah so, you, so you don't even know exactly when he was diagnosed with it and how long he had it prior right. to him right. getting tested for it. So um, it's, it kind of makes you kind of makes you say, you know what? I know I'm not 40 yet, but go ahead and lube it up, Doc. Let me just see something. <laughs> yeah, let's just go ahead and see. <laughs> let's just go ahead and see. Well, the prostate exam, they, they, yeah. the prostate exam is one thing, and the colonoscopy is another thing. Right. So the prostate exam is a lube me up. And yeah. uh, <laughs> they've moved the date back on that a couple times. Like it used Well, to be I had it, you know. Yeah, but uh, 40, now that was 45. I, was, I had a physical last year yeah. just before turning 45, and he did the prostate thing. I got a physical next week, so I guess I'm getting that again. But I don't know if it's time for a colonoscopy yet. I think they keep changing the age, mm-hmm. uh, pushing it back to a later age. So 45 right now, unless you have a history of it in your family. Right, okay. right. I didn't get one last year. Maybe, I'll, maybe I I'll got it. I got it when I turned 50, and that, uh, it's not fun, dude. You gotta yeah. take that. You gotta take that shit to make you. Uh, you talk about on the toilet. 
<laughs> the toilet. By the end, I'm like, there's nothing. Why am I going to the toilet? There's nothing left. There's yeah. nothing left. It's just water. There's nothing left. Hey, doc, when I get there, the, uh, doc, my... the doctor was like, oh, you did a good job with this. <laughs> I woke up. Um, Adrian asked earlier in the chat, do you think they'll do a sequel? Do you think they'll replace uh, Chadwick and, and Black Panther 2? Said, I've been um, I've been thinking about it. I, I would. Do you want to be the actor that has to follow him in that role? What they said. That, First of all, I wouldn't be, but <laughs> I would just be. I would be somebody he punches. You know, like yeah, I could be like a big thug or something. But <laughs> which I would love to be. Somebody says Shuri could be the Black Panther. There's a that that's a storyline. Right? That's a storyline. Yeah. I'm, well, they said they was filming. Um, he had left in the middle of filming Black Panther two anyway, so they probably have to do a quick audible now. Yeah. Um, do the Paul Walker? What do they do with these? Uh, Paul Walker, nah, forget Paul Walker, dog. The shit that Marvel does with the fucking CGI. Yeah, they could fucking make Chadwick it, like be in the movie, and yeah. like they like the shit they do is. I mean, young Sam Jackson was in motherfucking Captain Marvel. Yeah. And at, at no point was I like, this doesn't even look real. I forgot for a while that he <laughs> is not yeah. him. So, I, I mean, they could do something to give him a proper send-off, you know, uh, within the movie realm that, that isn't like, you know, just some... He died off screen, you know? Uh, um, I, 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 know. I didn't really follow the comics, so y'all can ask, y'all can ask, um, answer this for me. Um, in the movie, he did take the... Um, didn't... Yeah, he took the last heart-shaped um, herb, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> do they grow more heart? They made it. They make a synthetic. Okay, cool. All right, so they make a synthetic. It's not as powerful, but that's what Shuri ends up on when she becomes Black Panther. Okay. There's a line where Shuri's Black Panther for a while. Rod went for a for quite a while. A long ass time. It was for quite a while. She was is, Black Panther. Is there like a storyline where people learn how to make the synthetic in their tub? <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like at home making synthetic herbs. <laughs> hey, they do do that. Some corn, some corn, heart shaped herbs. <laughs> and a couple of pineapple flavors. Just cook, that shit in the, cook that shit in the tub. <laughs> some that red um, corn um, heart shaped herb, please. Thank just you. selling it. Hey, I got some of that purple, man. You want some of that purple? Yeah, purple herb. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a long storyline, you know, and, and before he came back. I don't know. It's just. I don't. I. I mean, if the the movie is such a money maker, they ain't gonna stop. No. The they question won't. is, does do, does Ryan Coogler still want to direct it now? Does everybody still want? It reminds me of after they made the second um, Adams Family, Raul Julia died, and they wanted to do a third, and they brought all the actors together. And they're like, we're not doing it without him. So the other thing though is um Ryan Coogler directed that film and made it so centric to the presence of black women and black femininity. I think it would almost be uh like even if Chadwick was alive, it would be like an easy storyline to hand it off to Sherry. Like absolutely. So yeah. No, if if anyone can do it, I feel like that crew can do it because yeah. he he like the entire per- premise of uh in my opinion of Black Panther is um without black femininity you end up unbalanced like Killmonger and that's how you end up you know the absence of that and the absence of black women and listening to them um and being loved by them 
is what's what puts you off balance. Like once again, Chadwick plays that role in that movie. Black Panther don't make speeches. He don't fucking like he's the king and says a couple of words in scenes where there's like the in the throne room when Killmonger comes in. Like it's mostly like Okoye speaking and his his mom speaking, but like he barely fucking talks. You know what I mean? So they that's they, what a, but that's what a real a real monarch should be. I'm going to listen to everybody and I'm going to make the decisions here. And, but I'm taking everybody, everybody's assessment. And he looks like that. Like you can see his mind working. Like but how often does the monarch portray the direct opposite, right? Like, right, right, right. He's a charismatic speech giver that rallies everyone. And not to mention when you cross over the monarch slash hero, right? Cause you got that hero thing and we want our heroes to be like snarky, wisecracking, right. long winded. He was none of that shit. Um, and that, and they kind of like sublet all that type of stuff out to the other to the women. Right. In right. So. He still makes you want to run through walls. Right. When he says when he just the little things he says, it's, it's you will a, get dust and you will get dust and blood. God. This, you know, uh, or just uh, what kind of forever? Just Leonard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Kawhi Leonard to LeBron James, right? Like where, like Kawhi Leonard make niggas want to play hard too, but he not. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and to the point of the cast, as I chime in, my two cents, Angela Bass is going to galvanize them anyway. And be right. like, we got we have to do this for Chad. Even if you don't, you don't want to do it, we got to do it. We got to do it for Chad. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. And the paycheck is pretty good, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll do it. They'll be all right. People yeah. will go see it. Well, I mean, because it looks so close-knit. I saw the, inter- the uh, video where they were trying to take him off. The um, He was doing the acceptance speech. And um and they would start to play the music like don't don't play me off don't play me off and um I forgot what the quote it was a, it was a good quote he was like young black and talented um, yeah, yeah, yeah and it was like he was like don't cut the music off anyway uh, they look so close knit and then even yeah. the uh, Instagram post Angela Bassett had posted um, talking about how he was her um, I guess her um, helper through the her Howard University visit and how now they're working together on the set. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like even if even even if they didn't want to do it, she would be the one to be like, oh, no, we have to finish this. Well, it like, might be the only way that we as a black audience get to say goodbye. Yeah. Could be. You know? So, like, I, I feel like, you know, not to, to be too morbid and talk about, you know, a fucking movie when someone lost their life, but at the same time, like, that's what he did for a living. And I think that gives you an opportunity to honor him. You know, it's kind of like, I know, controversial topic on this show, but uh, I know uh, with the last Star Wars film, getting (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on. Come on. (laughs) Getting to say, and now Randolph becomes my jail coming. Um, (laughs) It's just that movie for me. Ugh. (laughs) Getting to say say goodbye to uh, Leia meant a lot to me in that movie because it's like, you know, we don't get to say goodbye to our to, to these people that have like dedicated their lives to entertaining us. Right. So right. That was, to me, it was a proper send off. Right. I mean, right. I mean, even right. um, Stan Lee sucked. <laughs> <laughs> even Stan Lee, you know, remember the um, I forgot which one, which one it was like Stan Lee. And we all saw him for the last time. Let me tell you something in in the when he popped up in uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man movie. Yeah, that's it. When Stan Lee says. Anybody can mar- can wear the mask. Mm-hmm. Boy, <laughs> I was immediately crying. <laughs> I was immediately I'm about to cry now. Shit. <laughs> I was immediately crying. Just the animated Stanley. Anybody can wear the mask. 
He was a real one, dog. That's the whole point of having the black, having a Miles Morales, a black Spider-Man, was that anybody could wear the mask. And, for and it was that. like, it came oh. at a time where so much of the controversy was like, nah, you can't have black Spider-Man and black, give me, why can't you just be your own black hero? And the fact that, you know, one of the creators of this shit is like, no, I'm telling you why I created this. Right. Like, right. the reason that it's important that Spider-Man has a mask is that it could be anyone. 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 And that's the real superpower of that hero. And even when uh, Stanley was in like fucking Captain Marvel and the latest Spider-Man uh, home, uh, 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 what was it? The one where he went overseas? Far from, yeah. home. Far from home. Yeah. Like even then it's just like, you know, it, it feels like you're getting a moment to say, to recognize the contributions. And I hope we get that with Chadwick. I hope so too. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't see them. I don't see them scrapping that part. Well, too. the movie makes too much money. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They made <laughs> They'll a figure out a way to make it happen. It's just, and, and we will all pay for it. Yeah, they we're gonna go. Dollars, fights over. We'll <laughs> yeah. pay for it. Billion dollars. They're gonna find some way, even if it's on a VHS tape. They're gonna do something. Yeah, <laughs> get it poppy. <laughs> yeah, Bootleg like Panther. Yeah, yeah. Like Panther. They're gonna do something. The gray hair, whatever. It's gonna happen. We're just gonna be there. <laughs> we'll be there. Well, let's switch gears and get into a little more. So, what day did Jacob Blake die? Was that Monday or Tuesday? He's not, dead. not die. Not die. Not die. Be get assaulted by the police officers. It was like no. Sunday or Monday. Okay. Okay. It, had to be like, it had to be a Monday. It was Sunday because I think it. I wrote about it Monday. By the door, I right. think it happened Sunday evening. And I wrote about it Monday. So all week we've had to deal with it. Let's think about it like that. Shot so on August 23rd. That's that? Monday. Was that Monday? Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Sunday. So let's go around the horn. Let's, uh, <clears throat> let's start with whiteness on this one. Andy, how did you feel <laughs> seeing, seeing that? Get your thoughts together, um, Mike. I'm coming to you next. I thought, you know, like, the, I mean, the video is like, uh, the, the, I guess the video was probably on Sunday night or Monday that it came out. So I watched that video and I just kind of, it was almost like a resignation. Just like, here we go again. It happened again. You know, that kind of thing. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'm numb to this stuff now or I'm just like, it's just so, it's almost normalized now that this shit happens. But it was still shocking watching it. Like, I didn't watch the whole George Floyd video. I watched enough to know what was going on. Normally, I can watch all those things and it don't bother me. But this one, it's like so quick how it turns from a guy walking to set. You hear seven shots go off, you know, like the the speed with which the cop made that decision. Mm-hmm. So basically, I mean, the decision was to kill him. He survived, he put, but he emptied his gun basically into 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 Jacob Blake. So just how quickly like it it. That's what doesn't make sense. I know a lot of people talk about like, what happened before the video. Like apparently on all these videos, whatever happened before negates what happens in the video. Like every time a video comes out, it's like, yeah, but before nullifies all of it. That regardless of that, if if they really thought he was that much of a threat, they were casually walking behind him. They weren't running to grab him when he came around to the door of his car. Like they weren't the urgency was kind of not there and suddenly out of nowhere, boom, seven shots. So it just seemed like, you know, like the, the suddenness of it was what got to me. Like there was, there was no, like you see these videos of these white dudes running around 
the dude was naked choking people on the street and the cops were just like like a fucking Benny Hill closing credits scene. Right, right, right. Chasing him. There's videos of white dudes getting into the cop's car and driving away, you know, like after being tased and shaking off the taser and and like the cops give them a chance, you know, give themselves a chance to wrangle the guy and not kill him basically. And this guy, I mean, Jacob Blake had was given no chance at all. It mm-hmm. was just, hey, hey, what are you doing? Bang, you're dead. You know, so it just seemed like, I don't know. I just, I just kind of thought, here we go again. You know, I, I figured it was going to be a big deal. And the next day it turned into a big deal. But I'm almost kind of just numb to it at this point. You know, the, mm-hmm. the guy, the Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, hit me a little harder. Just the fact that the, all the videos of him walking around, interacting with cops, getting water and all that. That to me was like like a bigger problem at this point you know like i mean that's maybe i don't want to downplay jacob blake but i even thought I like the i don't N- think so i think you i think you are hitting on something well i think the nba too like I, I feel like if jacob blake was shot and there were some protests and then kyle rittenhouse didn't happen the nba would have continued you know they they shut down after the day after the kyle rittenhouse thing when he got the chance to go home and two people died. And like, then, then it was like, Oh, okay. What is, this is ridiculous. Like everyone has to just kind of stop what they're doing and acknowledge this. But um, I don't know, man, it's, it's almost like a resignation now. It's like, what, what more can be done? You know, mm-hmm. what are all these things that people keep doing? Like, Oh, we're going to talk about it in police reform. And, and, you know, these guys weren't wearing body cameras. I guess they don't have a rule about body cameras and body cams are supposed to, hold people accountable they don't always change their behavior when the cameras are on but at least they can't lie you know if this video didn't exist that's one of the first things i thought if this video didn't exist you know their story wouldn't be what the video shows and i if i ever take a video like that i'll probably sit on it for four or five days and not post it anywhere just so the cops can make their story official Mm. and then the video will come out to contradict it you know just they can get caught deeper in that lie but they were completely willing to lie about what happened. You know they were going to do that. All the cops there were going to lie about what happened. They were going to denigrate this guy for his criminal record. They were going to denigrate his family for standing up to him. And they were just going to wash their hands of it and walk away. It would have just been one more name on a T-shirt, you know, and people going, we need to change. What does that look like now, you know? Mike? Um, I'm tired. Um, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm, I'm just tired. It's, it's it's getting to the point now where, you know, they, the report said that you know he let the cops know he had a knife. You know, doing the doing the proper thing when they ask you a question, do you have any weapons on you? And you're like, yes, I have a knife. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, you don't know whether to sit there and lie and be like, no, I don't have a knife, and just take your chances, whether the knife is in the car or not or whatever. But uh, as a former uh, well, as a person who assisted with the Air Force uh, police, the um, the training required uh, a lot of de-escalation. Yeah. And knowing, exactly, knowing exactly the amount of the use of force that is needed. Now, I looked at the video, and they literally walked behind him as he was walking to the car. Um, at no point anybody said, oh, my taser isn't working. Let's just tackle this motherfucker. You know, this is just tackle him. <laughs> just tackle him to the yeah. ground. It's for y'all. Um, it, it went from, oh, the taser doesn't work. Okay, this, let's just shoot him. And the way they shot him by pulling him on the back, put on the back of his shirt and like holding the shirt as they were shooting him. And 
I, I think as a as a black man, it's weird because it's, it's as if they didn't even know there was kids in the back and they didn't care <laughs> there was kids in the car. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. They, they, Orlando they don't. Castile's daughter was in the back. The cops saw. He didn't. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's crazy because as, as, as a family man, black, black, black father, you don't know what to do now. It's, it's just another thing that you don't know what to do. You, 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 you got to go and arm yourself up with a utility belt before even leaving your house. You know, you mm-hmm. got to make sure you have your wallet, your ID. Um, when I get into my car, I make sure my registration and my driver's license is in one particular area, normally the console, not mm-hmm. the um, glove compartment. That way, if I get pulled over, I can just go ahead, grab it out before he even gets to the car so that I'm making any sudden movements. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're not reaching for something, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's so... Like and this is just another thing that you have to check off the box before you even leave your house. Mm-hmm. And as a as a veteran and, and a war vet, uh, th- this is all shit that you do in a war zone. You know, check all these boxes before you leave your AO to go on the mission. I shouldn't have to feel like this in my own country. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> just to leave my fucking house, just to, mm-hmm. just to leave with my kids. You know, it shouldn't be this way. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, and I applaud, and I know we give a lot of credit to the NBA, and we give a lot of credit to LeBron James. I would like to say stop. First, I want to shout out the WNBA because they've been on this shit since the bubble, and they led the way. And uh, it wasn't LeBron James that led the way in this particular strike or boycott. It was the Milwaukee Bucks, and we got to give those cats a lot of credit because some people wondered because um, I got to a Twitter, a uh, social media beef. I earned my first woke badge. Um, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Mike. Good job. <laughs> but did you, but did you block them though? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't go that far. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a very, it was a, it was a great discussion. Okay. And basically, he was like, "I don't understand uh, what the one day boycott did. I mean, they just caved in." I like, just give me some time. Sometimes that one boycott. A day boycott could get you a whole lot. Just, just give it some time. And the next day, you know, you find out that they open pretty much opening all the NBA stadiums to voting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. get they get all this extra stuff. But the Milwaukee Bucks had the lieutenant governor on the phone because they was like, "We're not playing." That's power. And I, I, I guess there's some um, resolution into that that I can lean on. But at the end of the day, it shouldn't have to come. It should, and all of this shit happened during the RNC, which was depressing for the black community. Right. This shit is scary, man. This shit is scary, and and, and that's how I'm gonna leave it. At. It's it's scary. I don't know what to do. And I'm tired. Yeah, scared <laughs> and, and tired. Yeah, Rod. Um, I forgot what the question was. I'm just, just how would you? How are you feeling with it? Just how you just? How are you feeling with it? I didn't watch the 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 shooting video on purpose. Number one, I tried to avoid it, um, but it was being spread so widely on uh, Twitter that night that I just kind of accidentally saw it. You know, um, unlike the WAP video and that Republican, I I did accidentally see this. Um, and <laughs> I accidentally saw that WAP video twenty some odd times. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I, I think I've said that. <laughs> I think. It's accident though. It was an accident. Very accident pro, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was disgusted, by the way, all fifty times. All fifty-two for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 
I just had my dick in my hand, like disgusting. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it was so yeah. I saw the video, even though I didn't want to fucking see it. Um, and uh, it was just such a weird moment because I immediately checked out. Like, you can't. We've been in this cycle so many times. I already knew what was gonna happen. You know what I mean? I knew he was gonna be villainized. You know, we got to that point like a day or two later. You had a. It doesn't take anything to convince people to. take a black life and to justify it, right? He, first of all, he didn't comply with the police. He was going back to his car. Um, so that's a death penalty. Uh, a knife was present at some point in the car, even not on his person, death penalty. Um, he was accused of a crime somewhere else that they didn't even know about at the time, death penalty. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything was that was gonna happen, we've just seen it already. We've seen it with children. So you know they're gonna do it to this person. and. So I just kind of checked out. I knew people would have different reactions and I've been trying my best to like not judge too much people's reactions to the tragedy as long as it's coming from a place of like, you know, not a racist place. You know, like I'm mm-hmm. just motherfuckers. It's like, you know, well, I support the police or how do I put some money on uh, this uh, Rittenhouse kids m- m- books? You know, like those motherfuckers obviously are terrible. But if if you're saying, like, I don't want to see this shit, if you're saying I do want to see this shit, if you're sharing it or not sharing it, I, like, I, it's okay. I don't I don't have the answers either, you know? Um, and then, like, it feels weird because, you know, Kobe died, uh, Chadwick, um, it's, uh, you know, um, the 846 video that we all witnessed. Mm-hmm. Um my Arby's video that we witnessed. Um, it just feels like thank you know, God we don't have a Breonna Taylor video. Yeah, it but you thank know thank God so we don't have a Breonna Taylor video to see. It was so weird because people are like within the discussion, I feel like a lot of times black women get pushed to the sidelines, so then they were worried that we would forget Breonna Taylor and all mm-hmm. the other women. And just make this about black men. And and I think it's really more about the viral videos. Right. I believe that too. You know, because we because we rode for, we we rode and still ride for Sandra Bland. Right. And we saw her video. <laughs> saw her video, exactly. Huh? Um, so I, I mean, um, and I'm not and that doesn't mean that every black person's on board. There's some misogyny of obviously obviously certain people that are gonna um do that, you know. So it's not this is not me excusing that. But just saying very specifically, it has felt like an open warfare on black men with these particular instances, you mm-hmm. know, and that shit has uh, gotten to me. So that's why I went with it. Like, I don't know, angry, um, sad and trying to, I don't know, cordon off myself Uh compartmentalize this so we can get through it. And then you got the pandemic. So, you know, my goal has been mostly to get through it. And maybe at some point we'll have time to grieve and be human. Chris? I'll just say if I get killed by a cop, make sure you riot and get a TV. If you organize enough, you can get a refrigerator, a washer dryer, and just remember me When you go to the ice box late at night, in the uh, name of Chris, I'm taking a, I'm taking this deep freeze <laughs> and get a good one. Like get a good one that'll tell you you're out of eggs. You're yep. out of eggs. In the get name of, of Chris, 
Mike, and, God damn it, pick up your end of this box. We're yeah. doing this in the name of Chris. So, Andy, open the fucking trunk. It's your car. You got the hatchback. Yeah. Back. Get, every <laughs> get everything that you can and enjoy. And so you won't have to worry about your other bill. You can worry about your other bills. You get some appliances and all of that stuff. Cause it is a, it's, it's open season on, it's been that way. I talked to my mom this morning and she was saying, you know, when I moved to Maryland, when I moved to DC, you know, 65 years ago, it was like the same thing, the same thing that's happening now was happening then, yeah. you know? So it, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would like if I were to die, but that way I would want people to be galvanized by it. You know, it, you know, I, I talk about it on stage. I, I, it, it's, it's a part of, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things, but I, I will say like Mike, the WNBA was, was on it from the jump, but it unfortunately does take the sport that's more popular than NBA for them to, to, to stand up that way. The Milwaukee Bucks were getting their ass kicked by the cops for a couple years now, you know, what is right. this? Right. They have a stake in it. They yeah, they, it. right, and that's their home state, and uh, you know, you get you get back to all this. You look, you look in, and I was proud of those guys. I I still think it's, I still think it's remarkable what they did. And our our good friend J.O. Covan said uh, a few years ago, you know, if these players decide, these black guys start decided to not play, people would be in some shit. Basically, I'm paraphrasing what he said. And if I'm Colin Kaepernick, I got to roll my eyes a little bit and be a little, still be happy. I know he sent a letter to LeBron or something. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's just a lot going on right now. And I think uh, maybe at this point we are at a, I, I'm hoping what's a, what's a cleansing, if you will, where a lot of this stuff has to, we, we have to put this out in the wash because we've been, um, We've been hiding. We've been, you know, putting this under the rug for so long uh, we, as a, as a country, yeah. as a country. <laughs> no, no, no. As a country, we have yeah. we have been. And now, like I've, I've been saying, you know, for the past few months, I am cautiously optimistic at the way that people are behaving, that that uh, white people are out of the forefront. The, the two people that Rittenhouse killed were white guys, young white guys that were protesting on our behalf. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, you know, like another, well, that's two Heather hires basically, you know, Uh, uh, it's just, he's going to, he's going to walk on their deaths by the way. Well, I think that that what's interesting is that if he would have killed two black guys, I'd be more confident that he would walk. And that's part of black lives matter is, is the, the criminal justice system treats you harsh more harshly if your victims are white. Yeah. And he killed two white people and, um, you know, whatever case they can make about he's defending himself or whatever, uh, you know, the fact that you have this white guy with, you know, a smile in his picture and all that is going to weigh more heavily on, you know, it's just the way it is. I don't is. think so. I think he's okay. I think he's going to walk on it. I think they're going to say, they're going to say self-defense because that even though they were trying to stop him because he had just shot somebody they're going to say they don't have any proof of that i think they're going to get they got video of that they're going to get do they have video of that that first shooting the first guy he shot that, there's video of it okay so they're going to say 
the guy chased him, him and threw something at him. Yeah, he was like trying to say they 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 were trying to say it was a Molotov cocktail, but it was actually just like a bag of trash. Yeah, and um, so they the uh, the initial thing was like he threw a Molotov cocktail. What's he supposed to do? But he turns around and shoots the guy. And then he go, comes back around and stands next to him, while another guy calls the police or nine one one, and you hear Kyle Rittenhouse say, "I just shot a guy." Uh, and then he, I guess, thinks, oh, fuck, I got to get out of here. And then he starts running. But for a moment, he kind of stays with him, doesn't try to render any aid. Mm-hmm. But he and tries he to stay with himself him. into the police and the police let him go. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the thing is, like, uh, my cynicism is more on the side of uh, Andy, where I think he'll probably do some time for some shit, but it's going to be because those people were white. It's not... I just think he's going to do time for illegal weapons or for carrying they, around they, like, illegal weapons. He'll do some time for some either assault, uh, attempted murder or murder or manslaughter or something like that. Um, Cause they white people. I remember we had a test case for this uh, Seattle. There was a, a Muslim girl, uh, two black Muslim girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a white dude fought a guy who had a machete. And he killed him, and uh, yeah, he had to go to jail. Them white people, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like they respect white people's rights. The cop in don't Minneapolis, about the, the the cop from uh, I was just about to say the Somali, cop killed maybe the white, he killed the case of Somali. He killed the white woman. Shot a blonde white woman. You know? Yeah, jail. My, my, my prediction um, is pain. Uh, <laughs> 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 this is what's going to happen. He's going to get some time. And then it's gonna he's gonna get time right before the election, and your good friend forty five is going to commute his sentence. Uh, it's possible. I don't know if they. I don't know if they'll be able to rush it. If they're gonna rush it through that. Yeah, fast. I was gonna say that's the thing because the justice isn't gonna work that quick. Yeah, the case ain't coming to trial for at least a year or two. That's the thing because uh, it don't work that quick. That second term though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's the thing that's scary. That, that, that's the other reason I'm scared too. I, 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 I all of this is still coming to a head. And I, I looked at just a tablespoon of the RNC. Just a mm-hmm. tablespoon. Just enough to be like, uh, y'all niggas need to go and vote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do, I'm going to need y'all to go out here now because they look like they galvanized. This looks like a small in-color Hitler meeting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's what because that's what, it's what it is. <laughs> you know? I mean, there a sell on flags? What the fuck? <laughs> when you like, say Hitler, they always, they always think... Um, uh, killed six million Jews, Hitler. No one ever talks about the Hitler that rose to power before the killing of the six million. Jews. Yeah, he was in power for like eight years before that. This is exactly what this shit looks like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is this shit. It was a scene that they uh, well, actually, it was a shot. It was a shot from the White House where he was doing his speech, and it was and it, it panned to the audience, and like they all stood up and they started clapping. All white people, by the way. And I'm, I remember seeing the same exact and thing. And Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> and Herschel Walker. And I saw, a, I remember seeing like a scene from like a Hitler joint, or it was like a Saddam Hussein video um, where, you know, he was given, like he basically came into like the, the, the uh, I guess like the, the equivalent to the White House and slapped a couple people and people was getting ushered out to get shot as he was taking power. And uh, it looked like the same thing. <laughs> that's because author- that's because authoritarians all have the same tendencies. We'll say yeah. they all have the same tendencies. They have the it's same. Right the they got the same playbook. They, yeah, well, it's right Rittenhouse the same. was at the was at a Trump rally, uh, and what the the most the ter- mo- the, the most the the bullshit that I saw on Facebook was uh, a comedy manager 
said that, oh, my God, I we, we should I feel heard, sorry for. I heard you say that. Do we know this person? Is this hey, what do you say? We should feel sorry for what? We should feel sorry for Rittenhouse, I, that he oh. came up in a society where he thought he was helping. But I don't see those monologues about, about you know, Trayvon, about these black kids that are just regular, you know, regular kids. Like uh, comedian Gordon Baker Bone had a had a open his his album out talking about how Trayvon Martin was just a nerd. Mm-hmm. He was like a nerd. He was a kid that wanted to be a, a, an astronaut. Yeah, he was whatever. going to school. And it was just like. Yeah, but nobody really talks about that. We see those pictures of him being a goofball wearing the grills like most kids do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't you don't know about you don't know about who that guy well, is. Because he had he had some sufficient training, which I recommend to everybody, and he was kicking his monkey ass yeah. out in that right. street. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was kicking his ass, and we're like, well. He was only 17, but he was like, he, he was beating him like, well, yeah, if you have sufficient training, it ain't hard to put a beat down on somebody. And it's disheartening when I know that that guy's clients, or they used to be, he used to have black clients. And I, it was just like, this is what you, this is what you're writing. This is what you're taking the time to comment on about this. Right. Kid. I can, can I understand where he's coming from? Yeah, but. Do you want to? No, look. That's the point. But that's the point. It's like, I understand there's some sort of, and I'm doing air quotes now, pain in this child's life. But I don't give a fuck. There's a lot of people who feel pain who don't pick up guns and go go shoot himself in that guy. No, I can can understand (laughs) and have empathy, but it's just like what what I'm not going to do is like look at that and say, I, I I was just baffled. I was baffled by it. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And you know, the New York Post people had the New York Post of the of Rittenhouse. Oh, he was trying to clean up uh, a building, or he was trying to do this. And then they had somebody had the same the Blake photo and saying this guy was a fucking sexual assault guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 definitely to America's. It's just disheartening to see all the time, and it's just like. It's just shame, same shit, new stall. It's, 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 uh, I don't know what else you can do. It's just like what Rod said. It's just like, you got to just keep pressing on, keep trying to get out of it. Keep trying to just get through, you know, what we're going, what we're going through and to try to make everything, uh, try to be better people in, uh, you know, in our, in our communities, you know, I mean, I, 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 at the precipice, I think this is the death knell of white supremacy right now. I think this is why they're fighting harder than ever. You know, I think this is why they've taken off the mask and they don't even disguise it. The president of the United States, a white supremacist, he's not ashamed of it. Um, the entire RNC is just them lying and demagoguing black and brown people the whole time. And uh, I don't know that we have the uh, strength on our side to to fight it i hope we do you know because the election is only one part of it but to me the election is the, the bar the the like that's the low bar you know what i mean like like people people talk about the election as if the people that want you to vote think that that is the the end of everything no that's the beginning right i'm glad you, I'm glad uh, you said that rock because i wrote i wrote down voting and yeah. um 
And not not to cut you off, but you just I wanted to I wanted to get you something else you can expand on in all of us is uh so pick pick that thought back up with you know, so we're all now saying vote, right? We but we've been saying that. At least look, the five of us here all agree that voting so we're there's no hotep among us, Andy. There's no hotep among us that's that's a seat, seat, seat. This, you is, know, this is tap water. <laughs> it's not how I'm not gonna lie. Not sure if we there's no there's no hotep among us who's on that ice cube don't vote bullshit. So so we don't have we don't have that issue. We tell others to vote. But let's now let's honestly think about this. We're all saying to vote, but at the same time, we're watching in real time a government, an, an arm of the government, actively work to stop people from voting. We're watching it happen in real time, and we don't talk about it nearly enough. The people that we would call our side, the DNC, they don't say it. They should be. They should be screaming that every day, but they don't say it. You know, I don't know. I don't even know what good voting is going to do come this November. I don't know. And even if he's voted out, <laughs> there's no guarantee that he that he walks out the White House. There's no guarantee of that. So if I'm, you say that it's, this is the death knell, then right. if he loses, which just on paper, he's going to lose. It was Ellie Mistel who said that. He's going to lose. There's not pretty much any way he can't. He's going to lose. What's the next thing? I mean, I've been saying it for years. I'm like, he's not going to leave. And everybody's like, well, they'll, they'll drag him. I'm like, why do you believe that? Change why the locks you, when he goes golfing. Why do you believe that the, <laughs> the law enforcement is going to not side with white supremacy? Why do you believe that the Secret Service is not going to side with white supremacy? Why do you believe that the DNC is not going to roll over? And, and, and not, why, why do you believe that? Here's, here's why I believe it. Um, I think because Joe Biden is a white man. And that's the saddest fucking part of it. Because if right. he wasn't. I really would have less faith in white people to do this right. Yeah. The one thing that black voters in the South got right that no one liked at the time and didn't want to give us credit for. Um, and 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 keep in mind, I voted for Elizabeth Warren, right, in the primary. But as did I. Well, at that point, when the primary got to us, yeah. it was over. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You want to, but she was my horse. She was the person I thought was uh the best uh, at the time, but uh, of a lot of qualified candidates. Let me just get that right, too, because I think a lot of people have been trying to be like, none of these motherfuckers was shit. It's like, nah, nah. They're... Democrats compared to Trump, every, a lot of the motherfuckers was more than passable uh, mm -hmm. on a state of, like, who should be president. But that's not my point. The bigger point is black people know white people need that white man to root for. Right. You know? Like, that's what the fuck, that's really what we learned from Obama. Because if you look at the resistance to his presidency from the left, a lot of it's just based on he finally said he was black and we don't like the way he said it, right? He right. he finally said white people are responsible for some of this bullshit and he was cool until that moment. He Well, he was kind of saying like, well, look, my grandmama was racist, but, you know, so was my preacher. So I'm just getting in the middle trying to like figure out a way for us to get along. When he was saying that, they was cool. Best speech on race ever. Soon as he was like, uh, Trayvon looked like my could have been my son. Uh, fuck this nigga, right? So <laughs> when, when it came to Biden, the regardless of how people try to paint him online, the truth of the matter is they will stomach a white man being mediocre. 
Mm-hmm. They don't. He don't need to be great. He don't even need to be radical and progressive. Any of this shit. Now, now technically he is if you look at his platform. But who's doing that? No one's doing that. Um, if you look at his platform, he might have the most progressive platform of any Democrat who's gotten this far in the election, right? But the point is, white people see an old white man. And that's what, if you look at the turnout in the 2018, I mean, the uh, 2020 primaries, it's higher for Biden than it was for Obama in some places. Mm -hmm. How? There's much more voter suppression. It's motherfucking white people being like, oh, no, no, no. At least he's not Hillary. Mm -hmm. At least he's not. I hate Trump, but but not as much as I hate fucking Hillary and white women. But you know what? I'll do it for for Biden. The white women are going to not be 53 percent this time. Watch. It's going to be lower than 53 percent for Trump because it's just because only because it's a white man. It's not even a policy thing. It's literally they didn't learn shit from Trump. It's not even that. If this was Kamala Harris on the front of the ticket, I'd be like, we're going to lose again. dog. It's literally just because of whiteness. So my point is. Let's say the you know Trump will dispute the election results if he loses, um, and he'll oh it's all fake and this all this and watch white people will be like no 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 you're not gonna take this white man's right to the office he won that's it like there's of course willful racist people who empower Trump and support Trump but there's this I don't know what you would call it, like this weird code of uh of uh arms or some shit between just the motherfucking whiteness like white white, streets the white streets the code of the the white streets the code of the white streets and biden is part of that like biden gets access to that it's the reason that this motherfucker was sniffing hair and uh, accused of sexual assault and uh, every reason they told me he shouldn't be here why the fuck is he here because he's a white dude this shit just don't apply to white dudes so we basically went and got our own white dude that gets all the access to white privilege and we put them up there. So I think, I think one, he will win. Mm -hmm. I think two, um, he, Trump will be made to comply because the people who, who, uh, enforce shit respect his whiteness, not because they respect his positions, but he's his white maleness they respect. And so, uh, that's, but the problem is that's still just the floor. Like th- we are talking about things that are supposed to happen. Not right, we're not. Ta- right, these right. aren't aspirational goals. Donald right, Trump right, right. and his administration have successfully moved us back to the point where it is aspirational for the country to function as it's supposed to. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 I said after Chris, do you have something to say? No, I just said Rod was right. Oh, I uh, I said Andy, you were a guy who didn't vote a lot. Let's say. Yeah. But you are a guy who's like. We fucking need to vote. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, I vote, yeah, I vote all the time now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I understand. But that's uh, I understand the thinking of the non-voter. Yeah, and I see through all that bullshit. So when people pull it out there, I'm like, oh, I know where I know what you're doing. You know, I know this game. Well, tell tell the people the the mentality of that for people who don't understand these these. And I put black hoteps in with the same. I put them all in the same category. The people of voting doesn't matter, man. I put them all in the same. If that that guy is the exact same as see 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 the truth, it they're the same person. You know, a lot of it is very performative, and um, a lot of it is hoteps. It's performative. It's extremely selfish at the at the end of it. But they, they don't present it as a selfish thing. Uh, they're they. They're very precious about their votes. 
I will not give my vote to just anyone. These guys who will fuck any skank at the bar at the end of the night. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but they won't give their vote to anyone. You know, so there's a lot of that like feeling More precious, precious than the dick, man. More precious feeling than precious the about the vote. <laughs> oh, specifically to win these arguments. They're not precious about they're not really precious about voting. They're just saying that to sort of have a a moral superiority, you know. Um, I said this literally the podcast after the election, and maybe I'll post this on Facebook. I tried to do this on stage, and I don't think people really, really got it. But I would post the podcast after the election, but there was someone on it who's not on our podcast anymore. Um, <laughs> so he lost his I, podcast rights. I said this then, and I and I've thought this for a long time. And people, and I used to say, I, I used to say, I'm not going to vote for the lesser of two evils because you're still voting for evil, man. You're still giving your your precious vote to an evil. I want. I don't want to participate in that system. But the 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 truth of it is, we all make lesser of two evils decisions in our lives every single day. We're constantly making lesser of two evils decisions, and we're okay with that. We're not going to be like. I'm sitting out this TV show, you know, or whatever. I'm sitting out this meal or whatever. We just, we just do it. We understand it. And for some reason, when it comes to voting, people are like, I can't just vote for anyone. I'm going to sit out and vote for no one. And ultimately, because it comes down to that, it doesn't affect you. You, you it, Even if it does, you don't feel like it affects you. You feel like, mm -hmm. man, my life hasn't changed no matter who's been president or who's been governor doesn't really matter, man. Like your day-to-day -day life doesn't change. Bill and Burr you don't see that. the, especially if you're white, you don't yeah. see the, yeah. the everyday changes. If you're black, you might, maybe you're, you know, I feel like a hotep, maybe it's a more performative thing, but you still can go through life not seeing the everyday changes. People are still bringing up how once Biden's elected, these are still problems that are list off like all the problems. He's not going to stop that. So you can think about that, but you instead need to think about if your life's not being affected, whose life is being affected? And if those are people that you care about, then at least vote on their behalf. You're not throwing your vote away. You're actually just letting someone else's letting someone else benefit from your vote. It's also and, not a good moral argument, right? Because they mm -hmm. they have this they their defense is like, don't shame me in the voting. Don't try to shame me. And it's like you're the shamers. Right. Like you, you claim to have higher moral ground than everyone else, and that everyone should be ashamed because they're participating in this thing. And they go, shame doesn't work. Well, you try to shame fifty three percent of white women every fucking chance you get. You, you know, you you try to shame the Democratic politicians. You try to shame Democratic voters. If it doesn't work, then why are you participating in it, right? By so the way, shame shame does work. Right, it's, you know, like, <laughs> it does work. Not only does it work, it seems like it works sometimes when it's not supposed to. Right. And that's what the real problem is, right? Like, we shouldn't be able to say, um, you know what? You should be ashamed for uh, wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt, right? We shouldn't say that. So we go, shame is never okay. Because, look, they use it in the wrong way. Apparently, it is okay. You know what the civil rights movement was? It was shame. fucking... It was literally... <laughs> it was black people on TV getting beat. And the yeah. international community going, God damn, America, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I thought y'all were democracy. Shame works. So <laughs> well, and, and they engage in shaming because they'll <laughs> say, don't shame me into, don't shame me, don't vote shame me. But these people are going on Facebook and Twitter 
dunking on people every day, trying to shame them for their choices. So they understand the value of that, or at least they, they engage in that. So it's two sets of rules, basically, is what they have. I, I don't like, uh, this is where I earned my third woke badge. I don't, I don't like the random every four year, uh, all of a sudden you're a politician type of person. The guy who shows up every four years, not not doing the mayor, the city council vote or mayor vote yeah. <laughs> or governor vote. You wait until it's time for some real shit to go down, like the presidential vote. And I'm not gonna say no names, but let's just say it's a cube of ice in the freezer, and <laughs> <laughs> and, and you just jump out here, not 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 doing the RNC. You wait to the DNC, yeah. and you and let's just say you say like, hey. We should hold our vote hostage. That's not how he said it. He said, hey, we should hold our vote hostage, man. He said it like that. <laughs> hold our vote hostage until we Come get- on, do this for me now. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, uh, where the fuck? Like, was you at the Million Man March um, just yesterday? I didn't see you at the, at the march. You know, they, they always use the, we need to hold feet. We need to hold the Democrats accountable. Meanwhile, you let 53 white men and, uh, and 54, if you count Pence, literally hold a country hostage by not passing certain bills <laughs> that's already been passed, signing le- legislation and, and allowing uh, McConnell and Trump to do whatever. But then as soon as Biden say something, you come out your mouth and say, uh, well, what's his plan for the uh, black community? And or then- they'll say, I don't see a plan. And it's like, did you go to his website? Yeah. yeah. I got Mike's in, been big on that. Mike's been big on that. I've got into an argument on Instagram. Another one. <laughs> no one argues on Instagram. Yeah, it happened. Mike and B I, does. <laughs> that's two. That's two woke badges. <laughs> and I muted this person because <laughs> he came out. He quoted Ice Cube, Cube of Ice, Ugh. and he said, "I don't see." And I quote, "I don't see any of you house niggas talking about this. Where is Biden's plan?" And I said, look, and look, Chris, <laughs> we're all talking about it. We've been talking about it. And I said, and I quote, hey, man, he has a black plan. It's called the Lift Every Voice plan. It's on JoeBiden.com. And, okay. <laughs> and then he returned. He said, oh, I read that plan. It's the same shit Trump's doing. It's just a bunch of tax cuts. And I was like, OK, well, that'll hold me. And then he came back and he said, no, man, you want to be all woke and you so smart to everybody else. What's the plan? And I said, well, he was like, what's the policy? And I said, why do I have to hold a, Why do I have to tell you the policy? You read it, right? <laughs> here's the people. That, here's the people that I don't like. The people who who will come at you and say, "Well, you think you're smarter than anybody else." I I hate them. I say, "What you just told me is that you feel some sort of intimidation at the shit that's coming out of my mouth." Oh, you a smarty art nigga. You're exactly. I'm, I'm not saying man. anything that you don't know. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yo, it's on the what? Like, it's I get right so, there to read, man. I'm not. I'm not saying anything I, that's not there. I get so tired. Look, as as a community, we're not doing shit. We've been in this house. We've been in the house for six months now. Do you understand that since 2020 started, we had January, February, we had a little bit of time. When it came March, April, we've been in this fucking house for six months. All we've been doing is social media. We're on social media for at least 20 hours a day. You mean to tell me I know 20 hours you didn't just skip over and go on on Safari or Chrome and type in JoeBiden.com to see (laughs) if there's anything? anything? Okay, 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 Mr. Whole Democrats Be Accountable. What's Trump's black plan? Yeah, I'll just just say like (laughs) I I don't I don't try to pretend like I'm super smart 
or woke or anything like that. I do have a postgraduate degree, which I'm in debt for. <laughs> I didn't look at any of that shit. I didn't look at Biden's website. I just knew as a rational human being, I think I got to vote for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think based on the history of everything that's going on, I think I got to vote for this guy. We we voted Trump in the office. I, you know, obviously we didn't, but collectively as a country, with in in spite of the tampering and everything that's going on, we know about all that. But we have this fascination with celebrity. That's why he's in office. Uh, we had we idolize these celebrities so much, and I'm not. I I I do I enjoy them and I enjoy the entertainment that they bring, but uh, some of them should shut the fuck up. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them need to shut the fuck up. And he, Ice Cube does not know what he's talking about. How does Obama South Central? I didn't even have to. Li- I didn't even have to look at it. I didn't look at his video. I didn't look at. I Ice didn't Cube. look at it either. I don't need to. I didn't look. I had, you know what? Today is not a good day to click. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his song "Today Was a Good Day" was featured. In the Last of Us Part Two, <laughs> but I just didn't. I, I I don't have time. We don't have time for this shit. Would it work? These people are coming in at, at the eleventh hour and saying, "Well, what about the plan? Wait a minute." Because look, and it's a great thing that the 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 NBA is doing with these arenas being there. But what I found out yesterday, Chris Paul was privy to some information. He said, "Hey, wait a minute." Only 20% of us are registered to vote. The players aren't even registered collectively. Right. So it's like we all, we, I mean, a lot I mean, of. Like, hey, man, I got to be in the gym shooting these free throws, dog. I don't got true. time to yes. go down there. Yes. It's <laughs> not, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be the athletes. It shouldn't be their responsibility to do what they did. And, and it's not perfect. It's not, but, but it's something. Mm-hmm. And we've never seen, regardless of what anybody wants to say, in our generation, we ain't seen no shit like this before. Yeah, people, <laughs> That's, people move the goalpost on that shit so fucking fast. I, I was furious. I actually just went offline and was like, I'm not talking about this shit. Because people went from, man, because I think it was uh, uh, George Hill who floated the idea of like, look, man, I don't even want to be here right now. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's how sad I am about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe we shouldn't even have came to the bubble. And people went, man, them niggas ain't going to motherfucking boycott. I bet they won't miss a game. Then And then they, they do. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, oh, yeah, well, I mean, Milwaukee did it. Yeah, sure. That's where it happened. But you won't see the other. And then it becomes everybody. And then it comes other leagues. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes other sports. Naomi, like Naomi Osaka. Right. She she flat out said as a black woman. She ain't never said that. Right. She claims Japan. She right. ain't never said as a black woman. <laughs> That's where she got to with this. Right. So. And so to see people disregard that so quickly. And yeah. that was, you know, that to me, that's like such a slap in the face to the sacrifice people are making because one, it ain't their fucking job. Right? It's not right. like I, I shoot basketballs. I right, don't right, fucking right. Like I'm not an activist. I don't. It's turned us all into some form of activism, and I was so proud of those dudes. I've been proud of them in the bubble from jump. Period. To be frank, yeah, because they've done uh, they've it. Been open. They've 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 uh, not gotten anyone with COVID. Um, 
they've complied with those with those rules to make each other safe, right? But also they've been vulnerable. They talked about mental health. They've elevated activists and their and other voices. They're shouting out Breonna Taylor. They're bringing up injustice in every interview. Like this shit is is some major shit that no one thought could happen. And then on top of that, these niggas are like, and we're not gonna get out here and entertain you mm-hmm. when when we're when 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 our people are under attack. Like right. we're gonna like. Bruh, I, I could not be prouder of them. And to see people already move the goalpost on. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't just all go home. I mean, well, they didn't just give up their whole career. It's like, bruh, what was going to ever be enough? And also, let's be frank. Is that going to get us free? If they stop playing basketball forever, like all of them quit basketball today. They never touch a basketball again for the rest of their fucking life. Am I going to be free now? Is, 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 is that going to be the thing that we go, man, we would have... We we would have lost the civil rights movement if LeBron would have kept playing basketball, but thank God he gave it up. Is the NFL more free or black people more free because Kaepernick hasn't gotten a job yet? No, that shit is not working. And it's low-key, it's the way they sideline you. People start going, well, Kyrie was right. They shouldn't have went to the bubble. Bruh, when's the last time you heard a quote from Kyrie? Uh, the earth is flat. Right, because he's not in the bubble. <laughs> like, that's the reason we heard George Hill, who is, you know, no offense to George Hill, ain't nobody within the scope of the NBA hierarchy of people, like no endorsements, no no one's like, man, George Hill, he really be spitting some... Re-. We only heard from him because of where he's at and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So this idea that they should abdicate themselves from the bubble, giving up the platform that they have, because we all know better and it would make us feel more woke on social media is so short-sighted and the judgment is so unneeded. Like they're trying and the things that they did accomplish and got the owners to agree to are positive things. $300 million for social justice initiatives, opening up every arena so that people can uh, vote in a time when we are having massive voter oppression. Come on. Reggie, Reggie in the chat room is saying that he read that Shelby County in Tennessee the government there is rejecting voting at the arena. I was thinking about this. It's interesting that you say that, Reggie, because I was thinking about um, first to back up, when the players decided not to play, right, you kept hearing from everything. Um, uh, Chris, I know you're going to laugh at me, but and maybe you should, but I'm going to talk about Stephen A. and Max Kellerman in a little bit. I'm sorry. I I see you, Chris, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit. But I was watching because I wanted to see what different people in the sports world had to say. And it was, who is the pretty, pretty girl? And I'm sorry, ladies, but that's how I do this. I have a record with the women. You know, who is the... Is is it Maria Taylor? Thank you. Yes. Maria Taylor was saying, and I agreed, and I had already been thinking it, but she was the first person to or to say it was because Stephen A was like, well, what, what's their plan? What's their plan? Maybe the plan was simply, I don't want to do this today. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the plan. I don't feel up to this. And to Andy saying, when you see the death, right? And then you see this white kid walking through hunting people because make no mistake, that's what he was there for, to hunt people. He just so happened to kill two white people, but he was there hunting people. And you see that and you see how he gets off. And then you hear how Jacob Blake is, they have him handcuffed to his bed. A man who's now paralyzed in critical condition is handcuffed to his bed. 
And you see this after three months. And I thought we were protesting to stop all this, but we keep seeing it. You know what? Maybe I just need a day off. Maybe I just can't get it together and do this. I think that shit every night when I sit down and start writing, I don't want to do this tonight. I don't have any choice, you know? We'll see. And, I, and, and for people to shit on, like, like, um, uh, Charles Barkley did the same thing. The fucking little, uh, yeah, for an athlete, for Barkley to shit on them for it, for Stephen A to shit on them. Because make no mistake, when you say, well, what's their plan? You're shitting on them for it. You're shitting on them for it. Well, they got to they gotta be able to show up and do it. Man, fuck you. Who the fuck are you what's to tell me that I need wilder? to feel a certain way? What's that? What's even wilder? They had a plan. Right. Right, so what the right. Fuck? like just because they ain't tell your ass, right, right. There's no plan. They right, just right. feel like but, you being but, involved, my fucking makes any difference. But beyond that, beyond that, my point is just like, man, if you can't see how black people just need a break sometimes from this fucking life, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just like you know what, I'm not, I'm not gonna give you the thing that you want, the thing that you, all I have. I was talking to my daughter about this and my wife. All I have is this. This is all I have. This is all any of us have. Anybody black? This is what we got. This. I got I got this skin, I got this body, and I got this mind. That's it. That's all I got. You know? And some t- and and what you want of me is that. You don't want anything else. You don't want my feelings. You don't want you surely don't want my true feelings on things. You don't want that. You want me to bend my feelings for you. And to bend it all for you. Well, as a basketball player, I'm not gonna give you this. I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna give you this because you don't give a fuck about me. Collectively, you you surely don't because this keeps happening. And I'm listening to the shit that you say that after it happens, and you say you don't want it to happen, but you're not really doing the thing that's necessary to stop it from happening because you feel like the people who are hunting me are heroes to you. So I'm not going to give you this. I'm not going to give it to you today. I may not give it to you tomorrow. I may not give it to you next week. I'll give it to you when I choose to give it to you. That to me is the revolutionary thing of I will give you this when I choose to give it to you. Or when I'll you've earned it. When I want to, yeah, when, you, when, when I think you've earned it. When you when deserve it. When I think it. you should get it. And when I feel like giving it to you. That's revolutionary. Now, for LeBron to be mad, when they, when they, and this is Stephen A. saying this, you know, LeBron was in the bubble and he was making, I don't give a fuck. If you are mad, that's fine. As a black person, if Rod, you tell me, if I put this out to you and you said, you know what, I can't, I can't right now. Chris, you said that, I'm going to be like, yeah, I get it. I, I get it. I fully get it. You know, of course. You know, so for LeBron to be mad, we have plans and stuff like that. Well, implement your plan. I'm, I back you on it. I'm just don't feel like doing this right now. I don't not back you for doing this. Fine. Let's talk about the plan. And they got the plan into place. And now it's, it's, it's mad. I haven't heard this. What, what happened? That was Stephen A. Smith talking that shit. So I don't know if I believe him. And, and, and if, I could chi- if I could chime in, I'm sorry. If I could chime in about Stephen A. Smith and, and, and a lot of these commentators were, uh, when he was talking about the boycott and I think the question was asked, okay, but what's next? Okay, they got the they got the world's attention. What's next? Yeah, I don't like that either. Same same thing. I don't like that. And, and what we have to be careful of are these I call them download Trump support black male Trump supporters. They're on the low. They down low. They right. down low. They need to come out the closet. Stop being ashamed of yourself. Come out here and just let us know who you are. Right. And, <laughs> and um, we have to we have to watch out for the for the for the download black men checking other black men to keep them in their place 
type people mm-hmm. like Stephen A. Smith. And the reason why I say that is uh, he did. I saw a video yesterday where Stephen A. Smith was talking about how after the players came back and said, we'll agree to play the playoff games starting today, the 29th. He was like, well, I heard Scuttlebutt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Told that uh, a lot of young, the young people don't like what LeBron James is doing. He needs to watch out because he thinks he's better than them. He said the people beneath him, he needs to look out for the people beneath him. And a lot of a lot of those young players, they ain't going for that shit. And, and But he couldn't tell, he never built his source. He was like, I heard. And what I'm telling LeBron James is, in my Stephen A. Smith voice is, he needs to be careful. And he needs to stay in his lane because people within the community isn't liking what he's doing. And that is just, uh, for me, whispering, um, whisper talk for, hey, nigga, you can't leave the plantation. <laughs> you get too big for your britches. You know, hey, uh, it reminds me of that scene from um, Malcolm X. And Malcolm X did this move right here and pointed that way. And the cop said, hey, man, that's way too much power for, that, for one nigga to have. Right. And that's exactly what LeBron James is willing. He's willing that power. And Stephen A. Smith is like, hey, man. So here's Stephen A. right here. Yeah. He's been a role model. He's been a sensational individual. He's the greatest player in the world. But to call him a leader at this particular moment of time, that one to apply, apply. Who the fuck are you to, to say that he is a leader or he's not a leader? He's a download Trump supporter. He's the, he has been the leader. That's not even a question. Why, why would you even say something that ignorant? That's not even in question. Of course LeBron has been the leader of this. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Pippen said it, and I quote, uh, if LeBron say we balling, we balling. That's a leader. I mean, what, yeah, what, I mean. What, <laughs> what, you reported, Stephen A. Smith reported that. Patrick Pippen <laughs> said, if we balling, if LeBron say we balling, we balling. That's what leaders do. They make a decision, everybody follows. I don't understand when you do. I don't like Stephen A. Smith. I hate his hairline, his mustache <laughs> is musty, and I think he spits every time he talks. He, he has herpes. I don't know. I don't like him. <laughs> I'd like to say something too. I think a lot of a lot of times, well, we don't we 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 always go to the, the we go to racism or we go to somebody being a coon. One thing is, that I think there's jealousy. There's mm-hmm. jealousy on both sides where it comes to it comes to black people being jealous of these. It could, people are jealous of these ball players because they're they're athletic. They're making a lot of money. And we wish collectively that we could do what they're doing. One thing is when you see these guys make these stands like this is saying, well, what about the, what about the owners? What are the owners going to say? There's jealousy because these players, these young black men have autonomy to do what they want to do and to wield their power and to use their platform into making change. That's one thing that they don't like. Mm-hmm. Now, when these players and and that's that's jealousy. That is is it racism too? Yeah, because I can't do that at my job. Like Randolph, you said, oh, I gotta I gotta write this thing. I would rather not do it, but I right. have to do it. Most of us in America that aren't of that one percent that can't dunk or can't jump high or can't run fast. That's what most of us do every day. Me personally, I look at that. I when I saw that um that that woke to all these the tweets coming in on Wednesday. I was doing my laundry at a laundromat because I live, I rent an apartment and I was looking at this. I was saying, I had that WeeBay uh, meme. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. <laughs> like I, I was, I, it made me prideful. 
Right. It made me prideful in the way that when Joe Lewis knocked the shit out of, what is it, Max Schnelling? When he knocked the, the shit second, out of that second guy. fight, yeah, whatever it was, you know, you but you know what I'm talking about, right? When you when you when it made me feel like how those people must have felt when they saw these things happening, and that made me feel good, and I can take that, I can take that to, I can apply that to my life. I can hold my head up a little higher, but a lot mm-hmm. of people don't see it that way. Right. They just see it as they they just hate these guys. I think also when it comes to Stephen A. Smith's uh, thing is like, dog, you give an unpopular opinion to a living. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Sometimes my conviction is worth a couple niggas in the room not liking what I had to say. Right. You know, that's something that took me a long time to learn and understand. But, you know, I'm here now where it's like, all right, cool. You don't. OK, you don't like that. I'm saying that I have to protect the people beneath me. Okay, but nigga, are you? Do you think you're on my level? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause you're not. Like, yeah. it, it, I am the face of this league. I'm embracing that I'm the face of this league, and right. this league has decided that voting is important. And I'm putting my life and my money on the line for this shit. Like, right. this is like, and and the thing is also, uh, LeBron James will be straight no matter what. Now, I don't know why he has to play the part that he won't be straight no matter what. So him getting up and saying what he had to say and then leaving the fucking room like, man, y'all got to have this bullshit. But here's here's what I'm about is that's the truth. Right. Like, like so what if he sits there and pretends that we're all equal and we all got equal say that'll make you feel better when he does go. Yeah. But at the end of the day, guys. This is what the fuck we're going to do because I'm LeBron James. That's what being a leader is, dog. You can't be worried about everyone being offended all the goddamn time. And, uh, yeah, I, I like I said, I didn't watch this Stephen, Smith, Stephen A. Smith uh, segment. But, yeah, that is like sowing seeds of discord. And uh, yeah. Wojnarowski yeah. doesn't like LeBron. It's been like years of him just sniping at LeBron uh, and hating on him anyway. So I'm not really shocked by that kind of shit. But I've always said people that don't like LeBron, to me, uh, shortcut, re-raises. It's like, I, don't it's, time, I don't have time to get into, like, back and forth over motherfuckers. Yeah, I ain't going back and forth with y'all. I, I'm not doing <laughs> it's like, what, it's like, what's wrong? what's wrong with you? Because when yeah. you see... When you see a guy that's trying to do right, to me, the worst thing he did was not shake Orlando's hand when they beat the shit out of him. Right. That's like the that's like like not sportsmanship. Yeah. Other than that, but it's just interesting because like after the decision, there was a racial split. Like, Absolutely, people didn't want to address it because you know a lot of black people were trying to kind of appease whiteness and be like, well, no, we're not saying it's race things. I mean, it is a very arrogant thing to do. I mean, you have to admit. You have to, so it might not be racist. I'm like, I am seeing a through line of 99% of white people don't fuck with him no more. That's weird. Because black people, even if a small percentage of us said, man, what he did was fucked up. None of us went, this dude's a bad guy now. This guy who's never done anything off the court to, to hurt anyone. This guy who's never really even done anything on the court that's been like, oh my God, what a reprehensible thing. This dude's a good dude in every, and then he fucking advocates for his people, and he cares about his community and shit. Like, get the fuck out of here! So, I felt, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. So, I think what Ooh. I think what Stephen A. Smith is being disingenuous about in that situation is not the uh, wow people didn't like what LeBron did. Yeah, I'm sure some people got on the phone 
and told Stephen A. Smith, I don't like that nigga. I, they don't like that nigga at the buffet line. They don't like that nigga on the court. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about a room full of people he's dominated for 20 years. Some of them don't fuck with him. That That's totally... But why are you giving them the platform as if they are speaking for the Because league? you want to bring down this man. Now, the question becomes... What is your investment in bringing down this man? What was your investment in bringing down Colin Kaepernick and throwing stone after stone after stone at Colin Kaepernick? Even when you were proven wrong, right? When Howard Bryant broke you right in your face, quietly and calmly broke you apart and you still stick to the narrative. What is your investment in bringing this man? And do you even care? And like, also, why should LeBron care about people not liking him when you don't? Right. <laughs> the whole fucking stick is I go on TV and I tell people the thing that they don't want to hear. And I say, you know, unpopular opinion and fuck the Cowboys and Jerry Jones, my friend and shit. You say these things that you know are unpopular and you have never stopped to go. Well, people don't like what I'm saying. I guess I should examine myself and what, you know, am I going to be the owner one day? Am I going to own my own? You don't think those things. You just give your opinion. So to think that LeBron should have to cater his shit to the way that you like is some bullshit. And not the last thing too, LeBron's going to be an owner whether fuck they like him or not. Right. Like, that's just a fact. Like, he's the most popular nigga in the world at basketball. The reason LeBron is, uh, that Jordan is up there is because he's the most popular person. It makes the league good, look good when the superstar of the league wants to be part of that ownership. It makes those, those fucking owners that have always wanted a LeBron James on their fucking roster uh, won't, would also like to be in that room to have LeBron James as one of the owners just because they think it makes them look good. And it's the fucking NBA. If there's any league where you can fucking be the guy that goes, I'm for social justice and I have plans on ownership one day, that's the only one. So if it can't happen for the NBA, then fuck it. It can't happen for no league. And to throw a wrinkle on this shirt, because I didn't throw wrinkles, you got to ask yourself with all the black cuts in ESPN, what exactly is Stephen A. Smith doing to still be able to hold a primetime slot? What exactly? What, what, He's what? the highest paid personality there. Exactly. So I'll you know, tell you what he does. He caters. He caters to a certain section of whiteness. He dug holds, in on the uh, Fox News defense the other day. When that's Kellen that's and, the one. It was it was in the same discussion, Andy. Yeah. You want to talk about that one? Kellerman. I mean, we can video? pull it up, I guess. But Kellerman. Yeah. Because I, I watched because because Kellerman Erlacher. was just talking about Erlacher. He was like, "He's a low information." He's a low, you don't have to, you don't have to run the clip, but he was like, he's a low information guy. Cause Kellerman said the day before that people in SEC country, they're low information people. They don't have the correct information. If you don't have the right information, you think, yeah, let's go ahead and have a college football season. It's going to be fine. No, the fuck it's not. It's not going to be fine. We're in the middle of a, fa- a pandemic. But if you're getting low information, if you're getting that, if you're not getting quality stuff, you believe that shit. And you have a political party that's telling you these things. And your political leaders are telling you these things. And Max Kellerman will say that. And Stephen A. will always cape for, he capes for the two for both sides, which means you're caping for Republicans. You well, don't what what Kellerman said, shit. what he said uh, that day, was because Brian Erlacher posted a thing about this, now, uh, this was the next day. Yeah. The yeah. day before we talked about SEC, the next day he broke in on El- Erlacher. Go ahead, Andy. Brian Erlacher, former linebacker. Uh, is he in the Hall of Fame? He might be. Yes, he is. Okay. Um, he tweeted. No, it wasn't a tweet. It was an Instagram story, actually. So 
people took a screenshot of it. I'm trying to find the actual text, but it was about all this stuff that's going on. Here it is. Uh, it was about all the players sitting out. Brian Erlacher says, Brett Favre played the Monday night football game the day his dad died, threw four touchdowns in the first half, that's some Al Bundy shit, and was a legend for playing in the face of adversity. NBA players boycott the playoffs because a dude reaching for a knife wanted on a felony sexual assault warrant was shot by police. So that was the Instagram story. And that started the conversation with uh, mm-hmm. where Kellerman was saying, again, that these people, they get their information from, he said, these you silos. Low information. Fox News. Fox News. And Facebook. Internet, internet silos. And you, you silo yourself into there, and then you believe, and you start to repeat these lies of he was reaching for a knife. He was wanted on a sexual conviction. And Stephen A. falls apart. He blew up. Well, fell he, apart. Because, because Kellerman said Fox News. Right. And... What are you talking about? Fox News. What was, specifically, does Fox News say that? And Kellerman was like, I'm talking about these, these avenues that people take to get misinformation. And Stephen A. just dug in um, as though Fox News was his girl and you just slapped right. his girl. You know, right. it was right. really over the top. It was kind of strange right. to watch it. Right. And right. it was really. At one point, he's yelling at Max Kellerman, you think you're so smart. You tell us where you get, where you get correct news. Tell us where you get it. Tell us where you get it. It's like the Washington Post. A and P, Reuters. Right. Would you like me to keep going? He said that. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you, I, I want to see that clip. Yeah, I like that. It's it's a, it was like, is so good at talking to black people. He's really <laughs> like between him and uh, surprisingly Skip Bayless, really Skip. great. Sometimes talking to black people, man. Like it's it's honestly amazing as a skill. But the thing I was gonna say, uh, Mike insinuated earlier that Stephen A. Smith is still at ESPN because of the opinions he holds. And I would just push back a little bit because, like, my man Bomani Jones is still there, just renewed his contract. It's not necessary, and, and, and Bo is not some invert. Ah, but Bo's not making that money, though. That's the thing. Stephen A. Yeah, is, yeah, hold on, Stephen no. a is held out as, as the, he's, but he's the face making, now of that. Bo is making significant money. Oh, I'm, don't get me wrong. I believe me. I'm sure he is. And he should be, by the way. He should get every fucking dime. He deserves every dime he gets. The point that people were making was like, well, they're losing some black talent. And those people weren't making even Bo's money. So right. the point is, it's not just the ability to have an opinion that white people would agree with that keeps you employed. It's the ability to say something that will keep people watching TV through the commercial break. That's what Stephen A. Smith is the best at. And that's that's regardless of which opinion he's espousing. He's so fucking... Uh, I watch him sometimes because of his skill, not because of his... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't give a fuck about his opinion that much, but his ability to keep you compelled to be like, well, I do want to hear what he has to say. That's it. That's the only thing... The, we're talking about him now is the only fucking thing that keeps him relevant mm-hmm. is that we do check him out to be like, well, what the fuck are you going to say now? And it's the same fucking formula for these fucking right-wing troll motherfuckers, Fox News, MSNBC, whoever you it, whoever it is, you take the morality out of it, it's the skill set that they have. Rachel Maddow and her long-ass upfronts explaining shit, she the best at that. So when something happens, we're like, oh, I hope she breaks that down tonight on the MSNBC. That's, yeah, what, yeah. He's, that's what he's good at. Because he, he could easily, I've watched him do it. And it's, 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 it's the strangest thing. I, he can flip and defend the opposite point on subjects. And you, well, he is now. 
he's already flipped over to now he's in favor of of the NFL protest now he's he's right. I'm like I'm like dude you're talking out you're talking out a nine size of your neck man <laughs> I, I just want, I just want to say uh I, I, and I'm not saying I I uh, I I, I but he, I about to say Bohemian Jones is not Bohemian. Bahamian Jones. Yeah, I got him. I'm about to say Bohemian Jones. Bohemian Rhapsody Jones. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I just understand him. I, I, I and to, 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 to push back the pushback. I just think that uh, that you know he's a great talent. I also believe that he also was he he caught the perfect storm because. All the rest of the time, like at the same time, Curry Champion was like, "Yeah, I'm done with this." Yeah. So, yeah, so he, yeah this is not me <laughs> saying. I just because this happens all the time, and and maybe it's because I'm partial to Bo. Yeah. But people do this broad sweeping, like it's the Coons is the only ones left at ESPN. I have to be like, hold on, uh, just oh cause, no, because Bo's still there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's I'm not calling him uh, you know a coon or anything. I'm not saying that. And I'm Will and Wilbon is still there. You know? Yeah. So I just want to I just like to just be like, hold up <laughs> now. It's a skill set thing too. But because you know it's not like ESPN is on some. We only allow the black talent to have like they're not Fox News. They're not. But like, no, ESPN does ESPN does have a certain um demographic mm-hmm. and and Stephen A caters to that demographic but I don't think he caters to that demographic purposely well, I, no, <laughs> I, think well that, I'll even say I think that's who he about, is dog it's not even about him catering to that demographic it's not the demographic it's that's the border that's the boardroom that he caters to right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, the yeah. Brass at ESPN the new brass that took over for Skipper and said hey we don't we we want to stick to sports we don't want to be about politics he caters to those motherfuckers the people he that flat out the- says that you yes. know <laughs> the people who sign the contracts that say we will carry NBA NFL games right he caters to that he what he said about what he projected onto LeBron as what he feels should be LeBron's uh, motivation is exactly his motivation, right? You want to be an owner? Don't say anything to rock the boat. You want to like you want to get in that room because that's what the whole that's what the whole purpose of your career is to get in that room one day to to move up to be an owner. I, like his whole thing is that because he sees himself that way. Why are you? That's when you look at his advice through the prism of that. It 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 explains so much about the dude. It explains why black people who work there don't hate him. Right, because I was that was my thing was like, no, 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 no. I know Jamel Hill as soon as she leaves, gonna be like, fuck this nigga. I was waiting on it, but she there's talked like about a, him a little bit on that, but, on right, that on, uh, all, all the smoke. Remember? But there's a there's a level of like camaraderie and paternalism that he has towards black people. Cause uh fucking um Stephen A. Smith and um Matt Barnes worship that dude. Like they like they are like, yo, he they tell you he took me under his wing. He gave me advice. He was the one that was like, yo, dress for the part you want. Don't just come in here like this. And it's shit that we would be like, respectability, bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, but that's what helped me get ahead in the field I'm in. And I'm moving up the ladder because of him. So there's this weird thing where I don't necessarily consider him some type of evil ass nigga. I just know where he's coming from, which is he's a play the game nigga. Yeah. And the play the, the play the game, dude. Is not the dude I want to listen to when it comes to boycotting the NBA, like right. <laughs> or the NFL or any sport. When I saw that, I just I was like, damn, why is Bo on vacation? Obviously, he's celebrating his birthday. Yeah. But like, and happy birthday to Bomani Jones. He came first celebrity to come to one of my comedy shows. Run that Max Kellerman, Andy. I saw you pull it. 
Yeah, yeah, I got it here. I want to see this. Well, I don't know if they have the whole fight. But I think this is the right clip, though. This is the Fox News part, I think. We'll find out. He's susceptible to low-quality information, it seems to me. If you exist in a Fox News silo or a Facebook silo of, of extreme right-wing propaganda, um, what you will notice, and by the way, this even makes its way into the mainstream. When a black man is killed by law enforcement, the stories that come out about him, especially in those silos with low quality information, paint him as a very bad person. You know, you got to be careful about generalizing. When you talk about low quality information, you got to be specific about that. Excuse me, just like you brought up Fox News. There are people that can look at CNN or MSNBC and they gonna have their opinions no. about those networks. Not to mention. The no, fact, wait this a is not, not an issue of opinion, Stephen A. I'm talking about independent fact checking organizations. And the quality Max, of the Max, information. Max, it is not equivalent to CNN and right. Fox News. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. No, no. I, we listened I, I to you. We heard you. All right. But the point is, do you know that Burl Erlacher got that information from Fox News? Do you know that? How do you know what television network he was I, watching? No, That's the I didn't. Point. And I didn't so say you just did. say, don't even bring it up. All right then. So don't even you. You want you said low quality information. You mentioned Fox News. I'm talking News. about. I don't. I watch them all. No, but I, I watch saw them certain all. facts. I'm just saying, certain facts that he that listen, he was incorrect listen, about. Listen, including I saw certain he facts everywhere. For the because that's where there it's are framed a multitude of outlets. We heard you. Silos. See, that's your problem. Because you like to talk, and then what you don't want to do is hear the other point. Because you want your point to be stuck I with everybody else. But all I'm saying is that said. when you talk about low quality, when you talk about low quality information, you need to be specific and identify exactly who you're talking about, and know what you're talking about before you just investigate somebody like that. That's all. I don't. I don't want people doing that on first take. I don't want people doing that on let first take, period. Stephen a. As it pertains to Erlocker. Stephen A., let me be very clear. As it clear. pertains to Erlocker, he was wrong. low-quality information silos like Fox News, let me be very clear, being specific, and some right-wing Facebook kind of news silos. That's what I'm discussing. And when I see facts cited like he was reaching for a knife, that is a tip-off to me. Okay, fine. All right, you're wrong, but that's there's literally nothing wrong with what's with what yeah. Max Kellerman said. It's it's he it's, protested it's too much. It's a hundred percent right. He but that's but that's what we say. These things have been independently fact checked. Fox News has had lawsuits brought against them that they've lost and had to pay. We all know this. That that is a that's a truth. So what is he doing there? Who is he signaling to? What is he doing? That's this is that's the thing that I don't get. You can always tell when Stephen A. Smith is losing the argument. Um, he, he always try to cut you. He always try to cut you off. Say <laughs> you wrong. No, look, Max, Max, Max. Listen, Max, Max, Max. Man, why would so y'all hadn't seen it? What y'all think of that? Cause that's I, I hate his suits. Weird suits. I hate his. I hate his paper clips that he <laughs> put his paper together. I, you I got it, Mike. You hate the motherfucker. <laughs> Sit back. Remember, remember six minutes ago when it was just his hairline. <laughs> you hate everything about this dude. Chris, what you what were you saying is weird? It's weird, man, that he's going back. How much how much money is enough? I'd like to find out one day, but but it's just it's just I feel like he got scared because he got fired from a couple times and I don't know, it's like it's just weird, like cause he used to have that show, like Alan Iverson was on the show. Like what is right, it? Right, Listen right. up. What no, what I forget what the name of that that show he used to do like with ha oh. it was really black too 
Yeah. It was really I dope. Remember it. it was his talk show, late night yeah. talk show. I remember and it. it just it just felt that just feels really weird. Like he's holding on to something. Like he's there's a fear that's just kind of like it's baffling to me because you are the face of the network. You could say what you want without really being I don't think there's anything mal- I don't want to say it. It doesn't seem like I don't think he would be really insidious or evil, but it just seems like he's protecting something that we don't know. He 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 saw Jamel Hill lose her job um, after the because uh, she had the um, the six with Michael Smith. I believe between Skip leaving, going to Fox FS1, because he he used to be he used to play the Shannon Sharp role. Yeah, he talk. You know, he used to talk. He used to talk that black stuff. You know, Skip would give him some time. To, I mean, yeah, Skip would give him some time to talk that black stuff. And when Skip left, and Jamel and and they and Jamel and Michael Smith lost that position, um, that 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 six spot, the uh, Sports Center spot, they were set up to fail anyway, though. Right, 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 right. They uh, and they got and they got attacked by the president. He, he saw all of that, and I believe he got scared. I believe he got scared after that. He got shook. But those. Uh, um, Rod, I saw you shaking your head. About I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that meant. Like that the argument made no sense. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as a retort to what Max was saying, it just felt like it was. Uh, it, it just felt like it was uh, hyperbole. Like he just took what Max said and did a straw man. It was like, so you're saying that uh, Brian, you know for a fact Brian Erlocker was on Fox News watching this shit, and it's like. He, no, he can't po- like you're gonna get me on. I can't possibly know exactly where he got it from, but I do know that the things he was saying are the things repeated by these right wing racist ass sites. And to a certain extent, man, you know, this is the issue with mainstream TV. Like, even Max is handcuffed there because he couldn't even say what he you could tell what he wanted to say was this shit is racist. He got this from a racist place. And now he's saying racist things. So he got to say low information, news silos, uh, you know, like it's. I mean, what's it's all, a news silo, man? It's all obfuscating, it's all obfuscating the, the, the point that he wants to make, which is just that, Brian, you know, that's why I like doing what we do. So I can just be like, yeah. no, like I said, some racist shit. And now all his teammates and former teammates know. Father of a black son, by the way. That yeah. poor fucking kid, man. That black poor friend. kid. So yeah, that's that's all. That's all, man. I, oh, and it kept going for like four more minutes. By the way, yeah. Well, that's the it, thing. Like, like, the, but I, once again, from a skill standpoint, Stephen A. Smith, the fucking best dog. Like, what he just did is gonna go viral because he's the best at doing that shit. But it was like, no, no, excuse me, no. I, I it's my turn to talk. I let you talk now. Let me talk. He's so good at that shit that we be talking about that shit. A week later, and it doesn't matter what the fucking topic is. Like he's just—I hate his. Uh, There's also a bigger point too that I mean, the conversation shifts from what Brian Erlacher said to what Fox News represents, right? And they never, you know, it's, they're having two different conversations at one point. But the Fox News launders all these white supremacist talking points from these fringe areas, from Breitbart and Daily Caller and all these places, and mainstreams them. And so if Brian Lurlacher didn't get it directly from Fox News, he got it from one of Fox News's sources in Fox News's pipeline because that's where it comes from. That's where all that shit comes from. So if you want to have the, the conversation about 
Fox News, then, you know, Stephen A. Smith is going to have to answer a lot of questions about where Fox gets the information. He's trying to hang you up on the semantics of it, you yeah. know, because he knows his point has no merit. Like, right. like the point is Brian Urlacher is repeating falsehoods right. that white supremacists have put out into the world. Does it matter if he got it from Fox News? Does it matter if he got it from fucking Breitbart.com? It doesn't matter if you got it from One America News. Is that really where we're going to hang the next five minutes of the program? And Stephen A. Smith is like, yeah, we're going to make the next five minutes about mm-hmm. that shit because mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about what Brian Urlacher said. He may have a personal relationship with Brian Urlacher. He may have connections with Fox News and Fox Sports and feel he needs to protect that move later. Like, it could be a lot of stuff going on that we aren't privy to, but we are privy to the fact that some shit is going on that we ain't privy to. Well, yeah. Stephen A. Smith once said that um, – Black people should all vote Republican at some point just to shake things up, which is kind of like a t- the type of thing Fox News would say when it's like, we don't have any reason you guys should vote Republican. So let's just say for the hell of it. Uh, that's where a lot of that. I mean, again, he's sort of in line with how they talk about you know politics and blackness. And again, it sounds like someone slapped his girl. It, it's he really <laughs> dug in on that. Right. Uh, but he also he also appears on Fox News every now and then. He gets a few. A few um, right, there to, to be a Fox News contributor, yeah, <laughs> and, and he gets mm-hmm. to speak. And I and I hate his background, his Zoom. <laughs> Here it comes. I, I hate how he looks when he sits in that chair. <laughs> you don't have a bookshelf. You don't do the bookshelf thing. No, I mean, but I mean, and, and, and all, all jokes aside, he that's what he pulled. Um, as a guy who's had a few arguments, earning his fourth woke badge, where you know I've gotten to an argument where I misspoke. And the argument went from the original talking point <laughs> to the fact that, you know, I made a typo. Right. And, and that's what we're going to hang. This is, this is what, this is, it went from politics to, I forgot to put a comma or, <laughs> or right. face bar. Right. And this was, this is what that was, as Rod was saying. So at the end of the day, man, what his job is, is to fill two hours or three hours of television every day in a compelling way that makes people talk about it. And that's, the, I hate to reduce motherfuckers to that, but that's what I see when I see him. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of soulless in a way. It's skillful, mm-hmm. but it's soulless because I don't feel like I know you any better than before I started watching this shit. Like, you can watch that show every day. Like, right now, just said, I, and this is me without watching it. He flipped positions on the fucking thing he was mad about. So, like, right. <laughs> he does that kind of shit. And artfully, I will give, I acknowledge the skill, but. Like as a human being, I'm like, dog, that that is to me, that is fucking insane. You know what I mean? To be yeah. a person that could be like, no, black lives don't matter. And then Tuesday, black lives matter, and anyone thinks different is fucking ridiculous. You're like, well, Steven, you just you said. Yeah, you're talking out every side, you're talking out of every side of your neck. <laughs> every side, not just two sides. All sides of your neck I, are getting talked out of. I don't even know why people listen to him anymore. I mean, I I just don't really care. Like I, I listen to, to Bomani, and I, I really did it once in a while to see because, like I said, it's. Uh, and by the way, I think uh, a lot of it's like I listen to a lot of podcasts for this too. Like I tune. It's it's. I'm sure shit. This a lot of LeBron James goes to fucking high school games and college basketball. Like you're always just kind of checking out like the field, and I feel mm-hmm. like these motherfuckers are in our field. You know what I mean, Bomani. 
is in our field of talking, you know, podcasting, talking to this audience all the time. How you organize your thoughts, how you make things uh, right. a player of the rhetorical gift. You know, how how are you able to like master uh, cadence and 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 things like this, cogent speech and all that. So I look at it. One, I check in once in a while to be like, what's he talking about? And, uh, you know, and that's how I got my my killer Stephen A. Smith impression is because of that. So that's that's how I check it out, man. But it's but I don't check him out on the merit of his opinion because he's shown me that he don't really give a fuck. He he will tell you in the thing. I'm I'm saying these things because of where I think it's going to get me and what and what it does for me. He's not telling you, like, because I believe in these issues and I fucking feel like I'm compelled to tell talk about that. That's not what he does. Shit, I'll tell you who I'm watching for is he'll because it's 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 ESPN and they have access to every sports journalist and every sports thing. So when they when they're talking about a subject like this, they will bring on people who actually have something to say. For instance, when the when the Colin Kaepernick thing happened, that's where I heard Howard Bryant, and that's where we got it all from Howard Bryant right there because he was like, yeah, I was there, and I knew this, and I knew this, and I knew this, and this, and this, and this, mm-hmm. and this is why, and this is happening, and this is why they ain't doing it, you know? Yeah. So you got it all from him, so you can get the information from him. The 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 the, the question is you're going to have to take him responding like this, yeah. you know? You'll get Max Kellerman saying the things that Max say, which... I mean, let's be honest. Max is a, is a really pro-black dude. I'm not even talking about being woke or anything like that. There's nothing about that. Max, Max is just a dude who is who is about it. That's all it is. He's I mean, he, dude, he used to rap. He's a dude, I, I, who's about it? He's a he's a New York kid. He did used to rap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just a dude who's about it. Yeah, so bars. Yeah, yeah. I, he know, I, bars. I get what you guys are saying, but I'm talking about if it gets point where you're angry and upset then you know maybe you start finding that information somewhere else or you read it or you look at every now and then i see him on youtube or look at a clip or two but i i i'm not going out for specifically yeah no 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 you can't you you can learn you can at a certain point you can't check you can't check for him you know what i mean but let me tell you something if if I'm waiting on Bomani to come out. I'm waiting, just like you. I'm like, he's on vacation. It's well, going to be, be fire back. when it drops. The, the it's right going to be fire when it drops. That's I'm like Marvel. Right I, I wait for Ta-Nehisi Coates to uh, weigh in on something. I'm waiting. I wait for Howard Bryant. Howard Bryant came out, boom, next day in the undefeated. He had something. You know, so I'm waiting on these. Well, the thing is, it, I guess it depends on the goal, too. Like, Stephen A. Smith trends all the time. Because he always says some shit that makes people share the video. If you ever see Max Kellerman's name trending, it's because Stephen Smith's name is also trending. Right. He's never trending just by himself. Um, and you and know Howard and Bryant. And it's always black folks big up in Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or it's just, or like people are saying Stephen Smith versus Max Kellerman. So he, his name starts trending, and yeah. you're not going to see. I mean, Bumani Jones, I guess, trends occasionally not that much. Uh, you're not going to see Howard Bryant trending. So it depends on what you want. They don't want to trend on Twitter necessarily. They want to actually have a conversation. Yeah. And get I to mean, Ta-Nehisi left Twitter. You got to go to Instagram to get his thoughts on things. Right. Jamel Hill trends frequently because people like to call her a racist anytime she brings up racism. So, right. which she does frequently, you know. You he know. must protect Jamel Hill and Curry Champion as yes. much as possible. We must wrap them in bubble wrap. Make yeah. sure y'all watch uh, Stick to Sports every uh, Thursday on Vice TV. Rod, you're, Rod, you're reading cast, right? 
uh we mean cat oh i have it i haven't read started it yet okay i'm i'm listening to it on on tape it's my first foyer with this doing a book on tape mm-hmm. i don't know if i like it or not because I feel like I have to, I'm, I'm rewinding and going back. And at least in a book, I can just underline some shit. <laughs> and as I'm going back and, and trying to, uh, uh, the reason why everybody got at Jamel was because Jamel said, you know, America's worse than Nazis, <laughs> basically is what she said. And everybody's like, how dare she say that? I'm like, if you read the section of the book about Nazis, you will see. How that dare you right. say that, nigger? The Nazis, <laughs> the Nazis were like, the shit y'all are doing, the Jim Crow shit, one drop, that's too much, man. The Nazis told America that <laughs> when they were trying to design trying to design their racist system, they were like, the shit y'all are doing is too much. <laughs> it's too oh, much uh, I was listening. The book is uh, cast by Isabel yeah. Wilkerson, who also wrote uh, The Warmth of Other Suns. Which I have right here. Yeah. So amazing. I bought that. Yeah. I actually bought them both. Well, here's what happened was I was poking around to buy the warmth of other sons mm-hmm. and it's and here's how amazon gets you they're like you know if you if you buy the book you get your first audio book free <laughs> and i was like word i get the first one free huh huh, huh. <laughs> oh they got you on the audible free word. you get a free book deal yeah if you get yeah. you get the first one you they're know, gonna like, charge you in a month unless you turn word. that off yeah, you get the first was, book free Karen was is has got us subscribed to the audible she like listened to like one harry potter book and now it's just stacking credits every month of Free unused Audible <laughs> credits that I get charged, but you know, happy white. Yeah, yeah I, said, Dom, I said Dominique is here saying I, I'm a little bit too deep of a reader to do the audio. Yeah, I mean, I listen to podcasts constantly, yeah. but listening to a book on tape, I'm like, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't shit on people because there are people who say you you don't ain't reading if you're holding the book. I'm not shitting on nobody for it. I just. Well, I Someone do. I mean, holding a book do, makes a difference uh, to me. <laughs> I do Kindle now. I only do. Do Kindle. you? Okay. Uh, I find it uh, really is really good for what I do with the podcast, where I can highlight a note and go directly to it on the app and be like, "Oh yeah, this part right here, I want to share it, or I want to read it again, or highlight this area of the book." So I, I it's, and then the fact that I can take it with me on all my mm-hmm. devices is is mm-hmm. my tablet, my computer, all that stuff that, that you know that's good. But I that's a, once again just a style choice. Like I don't knock people that yeah. audio books or if they uh, physical copies doesn't bother me at all. I'm just glad people are reading. <laughs> if you're listening to it or not, just as long that's as you take the knowledge. That's what the truth is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not on the goddamn Fox News. That's for sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you taking in you taking in knowledge. I'm I'm happy. Oh, you're in one of these book silos. Yeah. (laughs) If you if I one of the big uh, sources of my frustration, I realized was being online and these motherfuckers being able to take shit out of context and you know make these threads and stuff. And I I felt like I was going crazy. Like you know, people be making these big ass arguments for like both sides are saying we shouldn't even vote. Let me pull up this one very odd example with no context on why it doesn't matter. And I'm like, damn, maybe I'm tripping. Have my, has my whole life been alive? My parents lied to me? <laughs> has my, the fucking things I read as a child, are they all not true? And then I read these books. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. These motherfuckers don't know what they're talking about. And, you know, I read uh, One Person No Vote. Um, by Carol Anderson. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I have it upstairs. I haven't finished it. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh no, I'm more dedicated than ever 
to mm. like if you don't like me because and I have lost friends over this shit and I'm cool with it. If you don't like me because I'm like you should take your black ass out to vote. I don't know what to tell you, dog. I feel that way about <laughs> I feel that way about everybody that should be voting Democrat that's not. You should be taking your ass out to vote and no one gets a pass. I don't give a fuck what race or gender you are. Any of it. No one gets a pass by me and if it makes you feel ashamed, good. You should actually feel ashamed for that shit if you can vote and you don't. And if that means we're not going to be cool, we're not going to be friends, I'm never going to be in the owner's room with LeBron James, I'm cool with that. Let me tell you the one I've, the ones I've, I've thrown away is the people who blame black people in the hood for not voting. I detest oh that. I'm like, do you have any idea what kind of superheroes black people are <laughs> to vote? Do you have any idea? <laughs> the other thing about Carol Anderson that she really broke down because uh, she really goes into voter suppression, which is something that I think people can't hold two thoughts in their heads at the same time, which is one, every black person that can vote should that vote. should feel compelled to vote. Period. But on the other side, Rod, hit them. The other side is black people are not to fucking blame for the yeah. outcome of any of these goddamn elections. Right. Because when black people don't turn out, you can't really separate the the ones who are just like, I don't really want to vote from the motherfuckers who are like, there's an eight hour line at the polls and they right. close down most of our polling stations and they're checking ID and they're threatening to arrest us for registering people to vote. They're, they're losing stuff in the mail. They're hacking our voter. Uh, our, they're hacking our fucking right. voting machines. You can't separate those people from the people who are on the internet, a very small percentage of people, mind you, who are on the internet being very loud about not voting and being proud to not vote. So that, so both things need to happen at the same time, right? If you, if you can vote and you, and you can find a way and you can make that plan, do that, okay? I think but, I'm just gonna take the day off and vote. Man, that's one thing, um, I, looking at early a, voting. Yeah, and that's a freedom that you voting. have. These people in the hood don't have that freedom. No, 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 I'm just saying. No, like, I'm, not on, I'm not shitting on you, by the way, for saying I'm not. I'm not. Chris, you <laughs> motherfucking coon, Chris, listen to me. <laughs> Look at the coons. <laughs> Look at the coons. Look at the coons. Uh, but listen, what I'm saying is uh, early, early voting is probably the most attractive thing if you have it in your area of the country. Right. So if you have it, I would suggest that because the line will be shorter. You can do it on an off day um, and uh, you can still be safe with coronavirus out there. It won't be too crowded and stuff. If you wait till the day of, that is a lot of times where the trouble starts. Mm -hmm. That is also when they target the machines. That's when, oh, the, these machines just in the black neighborhood just happen to break down. I'm sorry, black people. We got a truck on the way to fix it. And now you're waiting eight hours. And I'm not knocking people who say I'm not waiting eight hours to vote. Yeah. I, like that's like that. There's a difference to me between your vote being suppressed and, and you're and you choosing not not to utilize your vote. You see what I'm saying? So like that's when th that we saw that in Georgia. We saw that, um, we see that all in Florida. So I'm just saying, if you can vote early, because uh, you're talking about taking a day off, take that day off on that Tuesday before the election and go do it. And go vote. And you'll have yeah. a much easier time and you'll be able to go to IHOP and get takeout and- uh, Go place go place The Last of Us again? Yeah, that's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help you, Chris. That's all. <laughs> I, 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 
I've, I've had several thoughts and ideas um, in this podcast. One, I allowed my pancake to get cold and the syrup is, is frozen on me. Um, my kids make me pancakes. That's wow. one thought. Um, <laughs> two. He's dedicated. This yeah. is why you need a hot plate in the man cave. Yeah. My problem with that, with, with that, Mike, <laughs> is that with that attitude, you're trying to make us feel like we're beneath you. Okay? <laughs> you're trying to make it seem like you don't need to be here. You got pancakes delivered from your children, and you know I don't have to take this. Okay? Maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I pay your salary, Mike. <laughs> I'm trying to be like Patrick. Shut up and drip, mother. That motherfucker, man. Well, it, the the, the, oh, sorry. Union, union debates get bad. Uh, it, it was it was it was rude of him, but it's not yeah. the end of the world. I appreciate, like, the black, I appreciate them black men shouting them down though, because that's what. Yeah, I'm of course, of course. Uh, and, and, and two, um, well, I have three thoughts. That was the pancake. Two, um, I don't trust. I don't trust early voting because the president says the the silent part loud when it comes to the mailing part. Where you oh know, no, hold on. Early voting and absentee voting not the same thing. Yeah. So, you're talking about mail-in votes and shit like that. I'm saying early voting as in you go to the poll and place a vote. You go to a poll place and you like, put a vote in. You put now, a poll into a poll. I don't know if y'all, I would assume y'all have it because you're in Virginia, right? We yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, we do. We're going to do that because I'm I'm not going to, they are, they sent us the, the, the ballot stuff that you can vote through the mail. I was like, well, we ain't doing that. We'll I'll go stand in the line. I filled out my absentee ballot just in case I need it. But my goal and my point is to just go early vote. I'm, I'm not, going. We're going early. Yeah, we're I'm just going to go early vote, pull the lever physically in person. Right. Not, I just don't trust the mail right now. What they're doing with the mail is too fucked up. Right. Well, the same thing. I don't trust it either. See, Chris don't need this shit. We beneath him. Look, look, we done drove Chris away. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris is going to get some water, guys. He sent look me a message. Tunes <laughs> love getting water, don't they? <laughs> I froze up. Uh, I froze up my bad. What was your third thought, Mike P? Oh, and my third thought is this is a this will be an opportune time for us uh, mid. Mike, you froze, you froze up again. Oh shit! You said opportune time and you froze. More like an opportune okay. time. Opportune time <laughs> to buy a router. <laughs> Am I good? Y'all got me. Yeah, you're yeah. back now. Okay, this will be an opportune time for um, and, and I know this podcast goes around the world. For us low low level, you know, let's say let's say E level entertainers that do comedy and stuff like that, to do a eight hour, nine hour, whatever long open mic <laughs> at these polling stations. <laughs> no one will come. <laughs> I mean, you, you're already there. You're not doing waiting a lot of vote. You got a hostage audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, no, like, hey, you know what? Hey, look, I, I, look, I've been in this line for eight hours. I'm about to go. Before you go, you ready for one more comedian? <laughs> <laughs> and the best part, though, is only going to work for people that know how to work black rooms. Yeah. <laughs> white, white people get to get in and out with their votes. Black people going to be standing in line for a while. I love this idea. Yeah, yeah, it was like, yo, like, yo, bring the entertainment to them. Like, yo, you, 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 you're sitting in this line, you ain't doing shit anyway, right? Hey, I got an idea. You want to bring? You want to hear some spoken word? <laughs> <laughs> then if, if you do a political joke, you violated some kind of election law, probably. right? Yeah, what's gonna be the rules? No cursing. Uh, stick, stick. To, no politics. Yeah, this is like you know, just like yo, this would be the opportunity. Like, like this is this is the stuff that we can do to help us stay engaged and to keep people in the line and and, and like to counteract whatever type of voter suppression mission that they're on. Hey, you are you worried about people leaving the line? I got an idea. Who want to hear me play the ukulele for eight hours? <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
Anybody like magic? You guys like magic? Watch. I'm going to change your vote. <laughs> who, wants to be, who wants to see me do a one-man Hamilton redition, rendition right now? I can do it. <laughs> Let's go. Give me a well, this was a This was the thing that I had thought, the, the thought that I had, I was just kind of spitballing around was, so part of the NBA, the players was like, they went to the owners now. You know, you say that you're with us. Are you really with us? Uh, the, because I don't know. I don't, okay. Let me. So the players boycott. They, boy, they didn't really boycott. They just took a day off. The players right. take the, three days off. Players take a couple of days off for mental. They took mental health days. Fine. That's not going to change the systemic things that are happening right now, right? Okay. Even through the voting, I don't know if we can change systemic things, but here's what can start to change systemic things is billionaires putting their money and their power behind the causes of, of these things going on. For instance, I don't think that there's a basketball team in Kentucky there. I guess there's not one. Is there a, is there a, but why can't, but why can't let's say Mark Cuban approach the, owner or the general, the uh, attorney general of Kentucky and say, listen, you need to get into this Breonna Taylor shit and you need to get into this and get into this good. Cause if not, I'm going to bring all my resources against you. Do you understand uh, what I'm telling I'll you? Feel, I'll feel you on that. Uh, and I'm not necessarily disagreeing as much as I don't think even billionaires are enough. I really think it's, I, yeah. And that's what that, and that's why I say and you that's can't change it, but you can start to you can start to bring resources yeah. to bear what, because it's gonna be a long fight, so you gotta have resources to, to bear against it. What LeBron is doing, I think, is probably the smartest, most uh effective thing, which is like going to Florida, swing state, definitely a, a, a blue state. Absolutely. And saying, okay, they're putting another obstacle up for people who have been convicted of crimes to not be able to vote by making them pay these uh, exorbitant fees and stuff. Mm-hmm. I will pay that for you. Yeah, uh, if I'm Warren, if I'm Warren Buffett, right. any of these dudes, right? That's something I can do. That that means literally nothing to me. It means nothing. That's nothing money to me. That's, so, that's nothing. And that and the reason that that works is it's better than to me anyway. And this is not knocking. Just let me be clear not knocking the players who did this, okay? But to me, that is a better approach than calling the lieutenant governor of Kentucky and being like, so why, why can't you do this? You know, calling uh, the, the guy from St. Louis who's the DA who refuses to prosecute is better than that because that guy is an ideologue who's committed to being a Repu- black Republican. Right. Who, who, he it actually emboldens him when you approach him. Mm-hmm. Like he he goes, that's his, he went to the Republican National Convention and used that as his, like, look at me. I'm a Republican right. hero. Fuck Breonna Taylor and fuck them people that want justice for her. And they went, yeah, you know what I mean? So you can't reach that guy. Mm-hmm. But you can be like, what do we need to do to free the black vote in these areas? What money do we need to pour into this place? What Who do we need to uh, galvanize and organize, right? That's the shit that I like. And with the owners, uh, I think people uh, and they're in Randolph. I'm, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, with the owners and white people in general, I low key don't give a fuck if they agree with me or not. Mm-hmm. I just want them to do what the fuck I tell them to do. 
That's how I feel. I, right. You don't gotta agree with me. Just fucking, you're the one. You're the ones who keep saying this shit. Like yeah. you, but okay, then that's show me, show me what your resources. That's the shit they keep trying to throw in front of it. It's the yeah. to me that's the the woke version of what's the plan, which is the so what? Now these owners just gonna be on your side, nigga? I don't give a fuck if yeah. they on my side. As far as like they ideology, I don't care if Mark Cuban is a Republican or not a Republican. What I care is, is he giving money to Donald Trump? Is he right. giving, is he putting money where his mouth is when it comes to social justice? Is he going to open up that arena so that the, that urban uh, people who are having their vote suppressed can easily get in and out and vote without having to worry about getting coronavirus? That's the shit that I'm worried about. So like, you know, I don't expect the fucking rich. We're talking billionaire white people. I don't expect them to agree with Black Lives Matter or race. I don't even, they, if they care about it, you know, right. if they care about it, they're more than likely on the other side of it. And if and if they don't care about it, it's just like, well, I'm rich and I don't think about those things. Okay, bro, just do what the fuck the players do. So the players bending them over and being like, listen, you will come and donate this money. You will open these fucking arenas. You will start a social justice uh, campaign. And one thing I didn't really see, but uh, I have to look at the deal again, but they should also have to make the NBA open up those fucking front offices to those teams. You know, like, why don't we have more black GMs? Why don't we have more black coaches? Why don't we have more black owners than, than what we do have? That kind of shit to me is where you start to see some leverage and some change. So hopefully we get that. I would like to. White man, you got anything? <laughs> what is that? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I just, um, if I could just chime in, I just want to say that. Um, you I want to tell us who you have? Would you tell us something else you hate about Stephen A. Smith? I mean, I can't because I hate his damn pleated socks. I hate them. <laughs> I hate his. I hate his. I hate his, his the heels and the buckle of his shoes, and I, I don't like the zippers that hold up his pants. I don't like them. <laughs> hate them. <laughs> I can't stand them, and I hope his. I hope whoever does his makeup. I hope her hope she gets carpal tunnel on her hand right around the cheekbone and it messes up the blush. Don't like it. Don't like them. That's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> but fair. But fair. We're like two and almost two and a half hours into this. That's one. fine. I want to keep going. Tell you All the right. truth. I saw this post from um, Simu Lee. He's the new star of Shang-Chi. He said, I want to be crystal clear without Chadwick. And what he gave to his character, there is no Shang-Chi, period. My, car- my career rides on the coattails of a great man. I wish I would have had the opportunity to tell him in person, but I'll fight for him always, my eternal king. See, and that's the, that's the power that Chad Boswick had to uh, open up doors for other, for, well, other, for other POCs to walk behind him. That's what I've been saying for years now. And it, it starts with that, uh, there's a quote, what's, what's my man? Uh, because of slavery. Oh yeah, King Barris. He was saying about when Star Wars came out, and you know there was the hullabaloo about the uh, diversity and everything. He was saying once it goes well for black people in society, it will trickle down. Always. That's basically what he said. You know that in a nutshell, I'm paraphrasing, but that's that's what it's about. It's not just about the black race. It's not just about the up. You uplift us, so you you yourself can be uplifted because you too will be uh, privy and uh, to to have these rights that we're supposed to have, rights that were initially created for white men. It's gonna be supposed to belong to everybody. 
Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, that's why, you know, uh, John Leguizamo and Dasha Polanco, man, people got in their shit when they tried to, you know, make it a, you know, like black people don't care about nobody but themselves and they right. just so easy. Like, dog, you benefit and fucking make, like, you copy the blueprint from the work, the, the activism and the work that black people do to get these advances. It was Oscars so white, not Oscars not black. So, you know, like you like you also do get recognition from this shit. And yeah, it, it, I love to see a person of color um, like acknowledge that. Uh, I don't know if, uh, if you have Netflix. I don't know if y'all watch this documentary. Uh, Randolph, I know you would enjoy it. Uh, check out um, Iron Fist and Kung Fu Kicks. It's okay. A great documentary. Oh, I watched that. I talked about it one day. Yeah. When, yeah. Which talks about the, uh, that was the thing I was talking about with the, the Shaw Brothers studio, how they were assholes, man. Uh, <laughs> the wife. Now, like, they, bro, y'all think Tyler Perry put out movies. Motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> was making movies like, oh, every week a new movie. <laughs> they and, had a fucking compound and they kept motherfuckers locked in to make movies. Bro, <laughs> they wanted to know when you went out, like, for dinner. Like, what the fuck you go to dinner for, dog? You know we filming movies, right? And my my favorite thing, though, was they that the Shaw Brothers passed on Bruce Uh, Lee. Bruce Lee and and Jackie Chan. Chan. How? How? Oh, that shit, bro. I know. Oh, they went to Golden Harvest. That's a great, that's a great, it's a great fun movie to watch. I was talking about with Elena. That's a great fun movie to watch. Fun my favorite movie. part is when they start breaking down the the movies from like the thirty six the thirty six chambers. Uh, you know, talk about the, the the Shaolin masters and all this stuff, and then they mix it into hip hop. And right. you see, like, cause it never, I don't know why I never knew this, but it's so, it so makes so much fucking sense now. Grandmaster Flash, seven yeah. grandmasters, like hip hop and, and, and Kung Fu and, 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 uh, Chinese culture has been intertwined from, from, from so, for so long. Right. So the fashion. Yeah. And I set up the battle scene, the battling and it's all, it all comes right out of the movies. Blair, you know, a Bruce Lee who used to fight for the Chinese in the movies that, that were like directly about Japan is imperialistic and we are fighting against the racism against Chinese people like that shit resonates with black people so hard. And so it, I love seeing this actor acknowledge that in Chadwick Boseman to this day, because it's like. Yeah, we to me, we've always had a cultural exchange between Asian people and black people. And there, that's not to say there's no anti-blackness in Asian culture. And that's not to say there's no a- anti-Asian sentiments in black culture. There, there is some. But that, to me, has been a cultural exchange, not an appropriation. So to see like, oh, yeah, hip hop took from y'all to make this culture and then vice versa. I, I love that shit, man. So yeah. Yeah, she said this. As uh, they're saying, the stunts were no real with no real help. Said, "Hey, let me tell you something about them stunts. They didn't give a fuck. Motherfuckers was hitting each other at full speed." Joint <laughs> where they took the little girl and <laughs> were holding her head and driving down the street. I was like, "What the?" They were like, "Yeah, that was the parents didn't know they were gonna do that." I was like, "You can't do that in America." <laughs> then when they went into the raid redemption, they was just like, "Yeah, stuntmen basically expendable." 
Yep. So, <laughs> the Ray Redemption looks so good is because, like, you saw that nigga fall down the fire escape. Yeah, he fell down the fire escape. <laughs> like, they were just fucking each other. And they were getting on. They were just like, yeah, go drink some of this herb tea and you'll be all right. Lemo <laughs> Han got hit by a car. Yep. The white dude that was uh the white dude that was his scene partner was like, Oh, okay, so uh then what happened? You uh need to go to the hospital? He's like, No, nah, th- then I got some water and we filmed the next scene. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was the scene, getting hit by the car. It's yeah, like jackass a- or something. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how they how they ran their studio. You know, that, see it, man. <laughs> the Shaw, the Shaw brothers, yeah, Run Run and his and his brother and Run Run's wife was the enforcer. Yeah. <laughs> they, said, uh, they said they were directing a movie, and one day they would have six foot poles, then a six foot bow staff or whatever. She would cut show, a spear. She showed up and cut the spears down to three feet to save money. So that way you can make twice as many spears. And he was like, how the fuck am I supposed to film the rest of this movie with three foot spears? We just had six feet spears the scene before. Like, amazing movie. Y'all- make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All uh-huh. right. Uh, well, I think we, we uh, <laughs> have been able to finally get to the point where we're laughing again. So there's <laughs> something good. Chris, what you looking at? I Until we check Twitter here. again. I know. I'm like, did anybody else die in the last three hours? All right, Cliff Robinson, you know. Uh, Who is Cliff Robinson? Why am I not knowing this game? He, uh, he played for the Blazers. He played for the Suns. Ballhead dude. Kind of a kind of the vanguard of the, uh, the long-range, mid-range game uh, for a big man. Like, he was 6'10 and still had – three-point and uh, mid-range jumper game. Um, so, pretty good guy. Yeah. Why did, now, did Aronin get him? or uh, He had a brain hemorrhage. They're not saying okay. why he died, but I know he had a brain hemorrhage like two years ago. Um, and he survived that. And then uh, they haven't disclosed the, the cause of death yet. But And he also played with Jerome Kersey and Kevin Duckworth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on that Blazers team. that Because um, they died young, too. Yep, that's true. Yep. One of my favorite EA Sports games, Bulls versus Blazers in the NBA playoffs. Yep. The year that I, I think, I maybe got graduated from sixth grade, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Finished sixth grade or whatever, but that was a good game. He my daughter like, just asked me for an Xbox. What do I want to get? Do I want to get her? No, you don't want to get her an Xbox. <laughs> you do not want to do that. You want to she, get her a PlayStation. Uh, she wants yeah. to play Fortnite. Is Fortnite on PlayStation? <laughs> Xbox or get her a switch. Don't listen to Chris because he's oh. he's just saying that so he can promote <laughs> The Last of Us too. And your little daughter should not be playing Last of Us. Oh no, no 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 no! I would never do that. Well, the game <laughs> I, that know, I, I saw you pull back, Chris. I know you too well. You were about to be like, no 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 no. Last of Us too. She's the same no. as Ellie. Kill <laughs> people. How old is she? Twelve. You might as well wait till get a PlayStation Five. Man, I'm not dropping a thousand dollars on a video game. It's not. A th- I don't think it'll be a thousand. <laughs> no, what about a switch, that. though? Can't. I mean, how much are switches? Get, get her. I mean, in my uh, humble opinion, three hundred. Uh, I think. Yeah, in my humble opinion, um, my daughter has my kids have a switch, and um, I'm starting them off slow. And we play Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Kart, and and they seem to be enjoying it. Um, the I believe PS four Xbox. What's the difference between Switch and the other ones? I don't really fuck with Switch. Well, Switch is Nintendo. 
and yeah. uh, it's more kid friendly. And yeah. it, uh, it's you can plug it into like something where you can play it on your TV, but you can also take it with you portable. Um, mm. So like it's one of the benefits. Like Karen has a switch. One of the benefits is like she can be playing a game. If I want to come in and watch something, she can be like, "Oh yeah, let me just pick it up and play." I'm still playing my game, but I'm now playing it. How are the games on it? What's that? How big of a selection does it have? I mean, they have a lot of games. It's great, like and especially for kids. Like, uh, obviously, all your Nintendo first party titles are great. You know, your Mario Brothers stuff, your Zelda stuff, and you don't have to worry about your daughter playing some shit she got no business playing. But then they like also The Last of Us. Right. Uh, but, okay. I would not recommend <laughs> that game for her. Okay. <laughs> during the Lion King. Why would I recommend that game? Tsushima <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. The PlayStation exclusives are dope for adults, but I just think for kids, Nintendo's where it's at. And is, is uh, that- Animal Crossing is another one. Uh, Mario Kart, just a bunch of fun shit like that. That is that that many buttons is um in the uh and. I'm about to say the controller is small for the for the little for the little hands. The little yeah, hands yeah. Is small, so she can do it. And um, for me, I tell my kids they can't take it out the console because I don't trust them like that to take a three hundred dollar item <laughs> and be wandering around the house with it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. But, I was, yeah. but um, but just just as a starter, since I'm, I'm not sure if she's a gamer or not, I would start off. With no, it. she's not a gamer, so she would become a gamer. Although she fucks with um. Is it Minecraft? What's the one on? Um, yeah, a lot of kids like Minecraft. When she makes her little world, she's making her little world on her on her iPad. Yeah, she fucks with that heavily. You know, those are. I mean, Switch has all those games, right? Fortnite, Minecraft. Yeah. All that. Rod, does uh, Xbox have Fall Guys? Uh, I don't know. I have to look it up. Everybody's saying everybody's really leaning on the switch. Switch is for kids. That's Dr. Why. April with a Y. Is Problem is, she's enjoying Animal Crossing. Uh, get, her, get her a switch. She's a and girl. also, and also be um um finding a switch. Yeah, I'm about to say that too because they they go quickly. Uh, really? As soon as you put, put them on the shelf, they're gone. It's like it's like looting. So and Fall, Fall Guys is not on Xbox. So so Amazon ain't good for getting a switch. It ain't gonna happen. Not really, bro. I mean, you gotta follow back <laughs> here deals and then just yeah. get that alert, bro. Bro, I can't. I can't find a. I'm supposed. I was gonna buy my wife a bike. Can't find a bike. Yeah, the shits are gone, man. You gotta go. You you have to go out to like the out. I'm, I would say like the boonies or the outskirts. Or you could yeah. go to GameStop. I'm yeah. not fucking with Facebook Market. Be quiet, <laughs> chat room. The fuck, man. I gotta meet somebody in a parking lot and hope for the best. No. Yep. <laughs> You can go to GameStop, Randolph, or what could go wrong? Come on in, just move. Just it's right by the Confederate flag. Come on in, Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a seat. Before you buy it, we'll make you one. Make you tap dance a little bit. Here's yeah. some tap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'd like, we'd like, like to hear a number. <laughs> a number one. Polish them first. I'm yeah. gonna put them on my feet, and you're gonna polish them. <laughs> I'm gonna be singing some Dixie, and then I might let you wear them. And, don't know, mind, don't mind my red hat uh, collection over there. Just, we're just gonna go and buy that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, you know, Fat Kid Deals. Is that where it's at? I have to look yeah, into Fat that. Fat Kid Deals on Twitter, man. They now be careful. It's crack. Okay. Yeah. Like, like the motherfuckers have a deal. Like every ten minutes, it's like, ah, oh, should I? Do I need a spatula with a black power fist? Do I need it? <laughs> you know? Somebody, yes, somebody, you do. I just uh, take Andy with you. <laughs> yeah, somebody did say that. Hi, I'm here about the switch, please. 
Who's that black guy over there? Don't worry about it. Uh, Amazon says Nintendo Switch in stock on October 20th. I guess Damn. you can buy now and it'll show up in October. Damn. <laughs> what about GameStop? Um, would they have it on their website? Yeah, I'm sure they would. I'm yeah. looking up to get it refurbished. Right. This is going to be our tradition now of shopping at the end of every podcast. I'm not. I'm, no. be, I'm, not, I'm not a. I'm not a proponent for GameStop, and that's because they canceled my credit card for uh, for not using it. And the hell with them and the corporate. Who the corporate fuck corporate. does that? Don't they just <laughs> and don't fuck they just their socks too? Don't yeah, they just me. send you a reminder saying, "Come on in." They cancel your card. No, they just cancel my. I got a letter. They were like, "Hey, GameStop credit card." Yeah, I had a GameStop credit card. I u- only used it once a year. It was around Christmas time because I, w- I would get... Well, um, you didn't have kids, though. Yeah, I would use it once a year. They canceled my card. And I was like, what the hell would you, GameStop? You was overpriced anyway. <laughs> That's all I had. But Why would you do that? <laughs> it just sends you a letter saying, hey, use the card. Come on, GameStop now is not, not available. Unavailable. Yeah. You know what we need? You know, the, like back when a few couple years ago, whenever, like I think it was PS4 came out, and it was like out of stock everywhere and you couldn't find it. People were lining up to get it in the morning. There was a fucking Kmart in Fairfax, Virginia, because no one goes to Kmart. <laughs> they had all of them. No one was going in there. The parking lot was empty. So people were like on Twitter and shit going like, hey, I was just at Kmart. They got like 20 PlayStation 4s and his place is empty. No one goes. You got to find a store like that, like a department store that's about to go out of business Radio. and no one even knows about it anymore. Radio they might have it. Games do it. Radio, I don't actually. I don't know what the fuck Radio Shack said. Radio Shack. They either. sold. They sold the shittiest games you could imagine. What about Sears of Roebuck? <laughs> going out of business. Service <laughs> <laughs> merchandise. Service uh, merchandise. You get. You buy it, and then they put the little thing on a conveyor belt. <laughs> uh, I did see. Okay, so on game the, on GameStop there is some switches, but they're. The new one that got the neo neon Joy Cons, the Joy Cons are the con- the controllers. The light, uh, but they cost it costs more. Like here we go. I'm on Target, Target.com. Mm. Limited stock at Ballston, so close to you. Okay. Out of stock in Leesburg, close to me. Close to you. But um, I wonder if you could just order it for deliver, just to ship to your house. Probably can order it and go pick it up. They do curbside now at these stores where you just show up, park in a space, and they bring it out to your car. How much do they want for it? You know what? Uh, I'm looking at check other stores. 300. And all of them say out of stock except for Boston, the only one that has limited stock, not eligible for order pickup. So when they have limited stock, sometimes they just have like a display model. Yeah. But you might be able to order it on the website just for shipping to your house, not from the store itself. I don't know if I, I don't know if I was I wasn't planning on getting the shit today. So she had she mentioned it today. Yeah. Make a good Christmas present. I mean, it'll be back in stock on Amazon in October. I would imagine around that time it should probably be back in stock. You know, PlayStation Five. They're they're asking you to register. To put your username. Yeah, I saw that shit, man, and it was like, get, get, it was like, we won't tell you the date or how much it costs. It's like, what the fuck is this for, then? They know it's gonna sell. They know people gonna get it. I doubt that. I, I don't know if I'm gonna get it release day. I thought she's been, she's been going through some shit with us. I'm tempted to go ahead and just buy it, but be a good black dad and get it. Chat with God. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I'm, I'm tempted. She, black she, Panther died. She can say, what happened to you on the day? 
Black Panther died. I got a Nintendo Switch. Switch, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> she's dealing with her anxiety. I, I don't have a Twitter account. I got a Nintendo Switch. I mean, you know, she's dealing with her anxiety, and you know, she named she named the fact that she has OCD. So she named the fact. Talking to her, talking to her therapist. They oh, that she has it. Yeah, it's 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 the anxiety of everything that's going on. Well, you got a whole fucking society, basically. Now, is she going to be someone who throws controllers? No, you know what? She wouldn't. She wouldn't do that. She's she's not. She's never been that kind of kid. Yeah. You know, um, I could make a joke about it, but I'm th- I'm really thinking about it now. She's not really that kind of kid to to get mad. She's a she's a kid who expresses herself verbally like her dad, but she's not a she's not somebody who throws stuff and. She seems like a good kid. She's Fire the kind who gets mad and will, and will pull it in. Isn't like my brother is running the list of people who got the OCD <laughs> 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 in the chat room? Yeah. Yeah. She's just too young to work through the anxiety of it. So we've had to bring somebody in and what's causing it, you know. Yeah. We call, they call it sticky thoughts just in your mind, just sticks and sticks and sticks. So she's not really a rager like that. Yeah. Like we were having, we were having it out about her martial arts training yesterday. That was, that was a tough one. What was the, what do you mean? Uh, he was trying to hold her hair and drag her along. Yeah. I was dragging her around the coral where you're training and she was complaining. Like what Here, the hell? Here's the thing is how bad, how bad do you want of, this? <laughs> part of her, part of the training is a part of training is learning how to steal your mind which helps with the, with helps with anxiety and stuff like that. So we, if you get into, it's called tune B. It's the first position. You have to stand in this position. You're basically at attention. You got to hold yourself still. She can't hold herself still. She can't hold herself still. You're so a trainer. Talk. Yeah. That's what's the problem. Yeah. Well, and I train her like I train anybody. That's what I told her. I train you like I train anybody you else. Have, I, I know. I, I totally understand. And mm-hmm. I know you're good. You're good at it. Yeah. But I know like my, when my dad, is there a resistance from her to you when it comes? No, to- you know what she told me yesterday. She she um, well, she said she's worried because she's not impressing me. <laughs> oh, you know, and yeah, I watched like, a movie about this one time. Yeah, uh, uh, it's called After Earth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part of it. That was a big. That was a big thing. Like you want to make your dad proud. Yeah a lot of pressure on you and then you wonder if they're giving you harsher or special or special treatment because of that and you it's like would you give any other ranger that order or not (laughs) (laughs) you guys were talking you guys were talking about that i love that movie by the way so the action is so bad but the dialogue is so good (laughs) that movie is a really good movie like I, i i got it from ebay and i had i watched it it was so good did you cry did you cry no, I didn't cry, but it was like one of the, I was like, wow, this was better than I remember it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I would say my, my dad used to do that with football and stuff, like, because he wanted it so bad and he wanted me to play and he would try to teach me and shit. And I was just kind of averse to it. He's like, you listen to them coaches, you don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was moose. So. I'm not quite, I'm not quite there. I just, uh, I can see how the uh, the arts will help her still her mind down. Mm-hmm. And for some it is, but you know, she's it's 
again, we're out there training and she starts to get worried about stuff. And then yesterday was the thing about she's worried about impressing me. So I, so I said, listen, you, you in, uh, it's not as so much impressment. So you impress me every day, every day of your life. You've impressed me from the day you've been born. That's not, a, you don't have to worry about that. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, we have to, we have to do these things right. <laughs> You know. And it's discipline. She'll, it'll, right. It helped me. I wish I did had it now. But I mean, like, but throughout school, throughout like everything that I do, like performance based, it's it's helped me a lot. Like it was just something, yeah, ingrained. So it do, it does. Yeah. It will help her. Well, I remember every every time we have a conference with with teachers, it's she's a great kid. She's really smart. She's helpful with her, helpful with her students. She's really smart. She just has problems focusing every time. You know, one, her fourth grade teacher was the one who really picked up on it because he has a son who has autism. Not to say she has any any parts of autism or anything like that, but he was more attuned to seeing the little the, the little ticks she has. Like she, uh, yeah. Have you ever seen these kid little girls have these shirts like you like one way if you flip it it changes like it's like the little metal thing. It's they lay down. Yeah. It's like dark. It flips up and it's solid. He said she can't wear that shirt to school anymore. <laughs> he said she can't wear that anymore because she played with it too much. He's like she's playing with it too much. She can't. He told us that point blank that don't let her wear that shirt to school anymore. You know, he was I, a really he was a really good he was a really good teacher. How was it? No, go. I'm sorry. And then come to find out that thinking about it now is a lot of that is 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 it all ties together. You know. I, I was um to, to piggyback off of you Randolph, and I was thinking about this as we was playing video games yesterday, and um I was joking with my wife as we was playing. I was th- I was thinking about twenty years ago, when we was all in school, you know, kids, you know, like we we're now able to like identify certain um, issues or problems or symptoms about our children, you know, and say, oh, that's anxiety or that's OCD or whatever. Um, and I was just thinking about when we was growing up. If we had any little problem, any little tick, we got thrown on Ritalin. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well look, I'm older. I'm older than you. So when I was growing up, you got a coach throwing them, them red balls. Yeah. <laughs> you got a you got a coach with a crew cut throwing them red balls at you. That's what the fuck you got <laughs> when, when I was when I was growing up. We used to just call kids hyper. They didn't get anything. Yeah. yeah they were just that's the hyper kid. So yeah. that's so that's how far we've come along where we've able to help. Our ch- our children of you know our, uh, our black children our children of color um, to to not just automatically say oh you acting out let me go <laughs> let me right. throw you on this medication because right. somebody said because you can't pay attention apparently you need this you know this half cocaine half narcotic half Vicodin right. pill to swallow right. slow you, you down whooping or you could end up having to go to church those are awesome right. yeah, that's so another different. option that we had in the black community now I'm lucky different kind of switch there. Yeah, now I'm lucky. <laughs> We're lucky the fact never sold that he, like, out. She's on the honor. She's on the. She's in the honor society and stuff like that. So I'm lucky that it's never really impacted her her grades or or living or stuff like that. It's just that you can see her. Particularly, I'm telling you, this fucking 2020 COVID, man. This fucking COVID. <laughs> you know, it's fucking also- ridiculous. They said Dominique said her brother has dyslexic. Her parents are like you better figure it out, boy, because that's what you need when you're <laughs> when you're a kid with dyslexia. Blackness. Work it out. <laughs> Other thing it could be too is uh, they might have to increase the uh, difficulty of her classes. I know that's what it was for me. Like uh, 
I, I was too smart for the classes I was in. So I would just right. come off and I would make passable grades, sometimes even good grades. But it, it was it was like that part was easy. And yeah. then, then it was like, well, all right, everyone else, it took them fucking 50 minutes to do the test. It took me 10 so it's clown time, you know what I yeah. mean? So <laughs> yeah, that's how I was. That's how I was with reading. You know, I just read something. Did the class be reading this shit? I finish the shit in like twenty minutes, right. and then just and then I read my own shit. I pull out a comic book and start reading that. And now teacher's mad at me because right. I'm reading the comic book, and then she's trying to act like she catch me. You know, I read. I'm like, I read it. No, you didn't. Ask me something. I read. I read it. <laughs> I'm good. Breaking news. The second season of Black as Fuck is on the way. He's doing another one. Nice. According to uh, Shadow and Act. Nice. It's uh, it's all about race. It's all about slavery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot wait to see how they named the episode season two. It's hilarious. It like it was like yeah, and hilarious. this also is because that of too is about slavery. <laughs> uh, stop me if you heard this before. Yeah. Like, I, I can't wait to see how they get eight more of those. Yeah. <laughs> To pull that back to my kid, I'm I'm kind of like when she says she wants to switch, I'm like, eh, go ahead and get her to switch. Just the way, I mean, the other she, side, I'm like, ah, I can't just be rewarding her every time she comes up with something. Does she do well in school and stuff? I just said she's a member of the honor society. It's not even a question. Get her, her fucking switch. Her grades are nothing. I, you can't so, like stuff like that. Like I can't well. say, listen, if you make good grades, I can't say that because she does. <laughs> so I, that's, I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the person I wish was friends with my parents when I was a kid. And say, get her the switch. Okay. Because what I was saying, yeah. When I was a kid, I needed someone to advocate for me. And no one was there. So it took forever for me to get the the video game consoles. And when they did, it would they were often on the top of the refrigerator or somebody would take the power cord. It was always, <laughs> it was always some type of rule. Oh, that's the worst when the power yeah. when they take the power the cord. cord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was like always some type of weird ass. It's like I it's like I only halfway had a, a video game system. And that's why the fuck I have them all now. It's because of what they did. <laughs> right. Well, they make you earn it. Then they make you re-earn it over yeah. and over again. Again and again. And I already again. got the grades for that. I, was like, I remember I figured it out when I was like 14 or 15. And my dad was like, you want me to get this? And I was like, I'm never going to get to play it. <laughs> like, what the fuck? This is like, of course, I want Bulls versus Blazers. The question is, do you want me to have that Bulls versus Blazers? He gonna walk in the room and be like, "I noticed a sock was out of place." It's like, oh fuck! <laughs> I remember growing up, we couldn't um, hook our our video game system. Well, I said we like I was I had a brother, like I had six brothers and sisters. I was on, it was just me. Anyway, um, we couldn't hook it up to the, I couldn't hook it up to the TV. Because they were scared the video game would leave an imprint. Yes, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I remember that. It's, I remember made that. For the, it's made for the fucking TV, mom. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you leave it all like that, it's going to have a shadow on the TV. No, it's not. It's <laughs> even more of a slap in the face because my dad is a fucking uh, database computer programmer. So <laughs> no, that won't happen. <laughs> like, you, like, you the only motherfucker in the world that's ever heard about the Atari leaving an imprint. Like, come on, dad. <laughs> This is this is what they had to do before parental controls. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, my parents. You had to have be a parent exercising control, and yeah, he absolutely used to like do. Man, he used to come up with these fucking weird like. <laughs> no, don't log now. Don't log into that on my internet. My, my parents. Why the like, computer? Like, <laughs> why did you buy the computer? You know it had to go to the internet at some point. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, you're a kid. He's you're like you're like he's like I'm a I am a programmer. I know what I'm talking about. You're like right. I guess you guess you know what you're talking about. Now I'm an adult. I'm like this nigga just didn't want us using up <laughs> any time minutes or something. Oh. My parents would be like, "Stop trying to hug me. Here's a PlayStation." <laughs> oh. We all have our cross to bear, don't we, Chris? Yeah. And then you hug the PlayStation. Yep. <laughs> First of all, there are no PlayStations in black houses. Uh, there's no uh nintendo switch is no 64 it's nintendos so i had four different consoles but only one but they were all nintendos y'all see what jane, nintendo what jane said in the chat room yeah. here what jane you is saying you, in the joke, chat room. you joke andy but that's absolutely 100 true they <laughs> right. say stuff like nintendo genesis are you playing that super nintendo oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely you know, and then, and then once they got complicated, where it was like Sega Genesis 32X, they they just gave up, and it would be like Nintendo 32.5, boy. You need to take <laughs> Nintendo down. I'm like, you don't even try. You better turn that game guy off. Nintendo, <laughs> you got that Nintendo station in there. I'm like, how does Nintendo make it into every iteration of this if, shit? If you do, if you do that math, like you know that damn Nintendo. Right. <laughs> I would have to come just, up to the school every goddamn day. Jane's in the chat room talking about how her mom once unplugged the VCR because it cut on <laughs> and didn't record her show because it cut on in the middle of the day. That's the kind of shit my mom would do. Like Brooklyn Shoe Babe on YouTube says we were only allowed to use our color TV on the weekend. During the week, oh, the black God. and white model that the color TV sat on. You got to save the energy. Is that what that is? You got to say it uses more energy than the cut than the black and white TV? Is that the... My dad was so smart. Y'all just don't understand. My dad is still the smartest person I know. But when it came to this kind of shit, he would be like, I'm not getting an HDTV. And I'm just like, why? Why not? <laughs> like, like, he's just like, no, I'm just going to get this big box TV for a long ass time. And then he would finally upgrade to like the, 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 I remember he bought a flat screen TV, like the, the, the new kind of with HD. And then he wouldn't upgrade his cable. To, to so like, why did you do this? <laughs> it's actually harder and more expensive to do this version than what you were doing. It's so frustrating. With who was it? Jane was it Jane that said who who's mom took her TV out? Jane. Well, I remember yeah, yeah. Jane. So Jane, uh, see, my senior year, we had a big because uh, uh, it was Catholic school. We had a junior. No, what was it? We had our baccalaureate mass, like for all the seniors graduating and stuff. And it was a big deal. And it was the day, it was the night of the season finale of season one of Dawson's Creek. And I only got like the a quarter of a way through in it. And it was recorded over. I think my mom and dad cut it off or something like that. And I didn't get to see the finale for a long time for until like the next season or something. And uh, I had to, to get my fix. I only could watch that Halloween. I think it was the Fright Night Hurricane episode. That was before you could hit the channel guide button <laughs> on the remote and then like scroll to find yeah. when it was coming back on. That was when you had to go to that TV guide channel and yeah. it would constantly scroll. You had to watch all the channels. Yeah. <laughs> you had, yeah, to, you had watch. to watch. <laughs> and usually, right when you turn it on, it had just passed the channel you want. <laughs> <laughs> the, way my, the way my ADHD was set up, I would be like, man, it's going to be about two minutes. Let me, uh, wait, let me look at this comic book. Fuck. Oh, you look up and you it. miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I wanted ESPN. They're already on ESPN too. It just, I just missed it. <laughs> the worst. 
He said Chris poured out his soul on that Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't know what Dawson's Creek meant to Chris. Oh, I think they, I mean, if they listened to failed running back, they would. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely would. If you ain't fucked with that, let, let me tell y'all about this, what happened last weekend, and we'll, we'll wrap this up. Speaking of uh, Black Joy, we went to a zipline park. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I saw the picture. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what the we fuck are they doing? Zipline <laughs> park. We were <laughs> one of maybe, maybe, uh, well, you know what? I shouldn't say that because there was a lot of black people there now that I say that. I was about to say one of them, but no, there was a lot of black people there zipping. Now, the black adults didn't get on, <laughs> but all the kids did. I was the only black adult out there. I can tell you that shit. So we go in on the little, so it's this course you you pay, it's like 60 bucks. It's like going to, it's like going to um, uh, Six Flags. It's like 60 bucks to get in. You get a three-hour block. And they have all these different rope courses everywhere. You go through the thing. They explain to you how to do it. They give you the harness. You lock in. You lock out. Uh, the way they have the harness set up, there's pretty much no way. You have to really fuck it up to hurt yourself. Uh, they give you this the zip line where you lock in. Some of them are just you just kind of walk across the ropes and hold on and shit. And then other ones you do the zip lines. And they got the real hard ones. So we did the easy one to start off now. Guess whose wife has a problem with heights? (laughs) (laughs) And this was her her idea, by the way. (laughs) Which is weird because you can't spell white without height. (laughs) Ain't that odd? (laughs) Message. This was her idea. Well, she was like, let's go. We're going to go do that. I was like, okay, we're going to go do it. Let's go to this place called Height Power. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, family it's, is like, are you sure you want to do this? And she was like, yeah, we get on the first one. We got on the low, the lowest one, the, the, the basic one, right? It's like, let's start with this basic shit and we'll go on this. As soon as we lock in, immediately tears and I'm, I'm oh. behind her talking to her. I'm like, okay, just don't look down. Look straight ahead. Hold on to the shit. Walk across. You're doing your martial arts training. Still your mind. Exactly. Sixty dollars, big shit. You better get your ass. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing black shit. I'm pushing it. Get your ass out there. <laughs> At least you didn't marry a height supremacist. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so finally, we got and you're like, bro, we got to do transitions. Mm. You know, the first, the first uh, zip line she went on was like, you know, maybe 10 feet off the ground. That one wouldn't have been nothing. For her, she could have been 100 feet in the air, you know. You got to transition from one to the other, and uh, at one point, she had to crawl through these suspended tunnels in the air, you know, and like I say, you're locked in everywhere. You can't fuck that up, you know. Finally, she gets down. We get off the first one, and she's like, I was like, I said, you know what? Why don't you go have a seat? (laughs) (laughs) You know you didn't say it like that. (laughs) Sit your ass down over there. I'll take Ava on this. I'll take Ava on this next one. So we went on the we went on a medium one. You don't keep track of the time, bro. We were on that shit just working through it. It took us an hour fifteen, according to the wife, who now is wandering around the course looking for us. (laughs) She's because she's like, I was so worried. I said, I said, baby, there's so many people here. If something had happened, you'd have known. (laughs) <laughs> you yeah. would have known. known. It's been not Disney out. World. They don't sweep that shit under the rug. <laughs> you would have known. <laughs> We're outside, everybody. Because one of the things is if you get stopped, if you get stuck, you have to say staff right really loud three times. Staff, staff, staff. And then the staff will come help you to help figure it out. 
Plus, you're a black man walking around with what yeah. many people would assume is a white passing child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, there's gonna be a problem. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't get notifications about you and you wasn't doing nothing wrong. Because I want to let you know. <laughs> This we finally get back, and I was like, "Okay, we're gonna do one more. Why don't you come with us?" She was like, "Oh no, I'm, I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> so we did because they wanted to do this. The last one, it's all zip lines, and you're about seventy feet in the air. All zip lines. You got to transfer from zip line to zip line to zip line to zip line to get around. You know. So, and here's where the story gets interesting. There's these two little white kids that are in front of us that are waiting to go on, right? Waiting to go up. And we're standing there, and I'm talking to the dude who's helping us. You have to, just to get on, you have to show them that you know how to do your transfers. You know how to work with the clips, right? You have to watch a video, and then you go up. So the kid goes on, and he climbs up the one we want to get on, and he's in front of us. Now I'm already mad. I'm like, we're going to be behind these little slow-ass kids this whole time now. <laughs> how long this shit's going to fall? Oh, my God, yeah. These height devils. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> So the first kid gets up there. He can't. He can't get his clips off. There's a there's a system you got to go through. Can't get the clips off. So the guy is telling him. He's like, "Hey, do it like this. Do it like this. Do it like." Did you watch the video? The dude actually said that. Did you watch the video? <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, why?" Well, like, "All right, man." <laughs> you know. So he at the same time he's doing this, he's got to help these people behind him. So he can't focus on this kid. The kid gets on the first zip line. Now there's the two clips, safety clips that you lock on. And there's the piece that you use to actually use for your zip line piece. You can put both hands on and you slide. So there's three pieces you got to lock in to go on a zip line. This little motherfucker locked into two clips and just stepped off after I told him it was okay. <laughs> what? What? Bury the lead. Here's the thing. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? Here's the thing. I'm on the ground. He's up in, he's up in the sky. There's nobody up there with you. You're up there by yourself. Okay, with other people. He locked in and he looked down at the guy, the other guy, and he goes, can I go? And the guy goes, yes, please go. <laughs> you know, and then the guy turned away. Hmm. So the kid looked at me again. He goes, can I go? I was like, yeah, go. Motherfucker stepped off and just hung in the air. He went nowhere. He was just hanging. <laughs> 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 because he was on the clips. He didn't put the sliding part on. So he was just hanging. Just <laughs> and the guy turns and looks back. He goes, Oh, Jesus Christ. He <laughs> <laughs> pulls, oh yeah, white kids. How old? thing starts calling. He's like, I need somebody to come get to. I said, I said, man, how many times does this happen? He goes, about a hundred. <laughs> it was about a hundred times a day this happens you know so then his little brother is standing there he's trying to climb up he goes get get off there he didn't even let him climb up did you guys pay attention to the briefings did you watch the video yes no you didn't <laughs> he had to send somebody else up to get the kid down they had to pull the kid back in and get him down you know, and then the guy goes, well, you don't have to worry about him being in front of you. You're going to be good now. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you did you become a better family after that rope? Well, my wife was like, I, I didn't want you telling no, nobody anything because I don't want somebody saying that you told them something. <laughs> like, well, we used to do. I don't think that extensive, but we used to do like ropes courses when I was in high school. We, we were peer ministers and they would for us to bond together as a as leaders. Right. We had to work together and we had to do stuff like that, like little yeah, and stuff. Well, there was a little black girl. 
I say little. She was ahead of us on the court. We caught up to them. She was about 12 or 13. I couldn't see her, but she was stuck. And and Ava, Ava's like, let's go, let's go. She's all impatient. Let's go. <laughs> you know, and I was like, I said, I told the girl, what, what's wrong? And she was like, I can't do that. I said, tell me what you see. So I talked her through it. How to how to lock on? Oh, okay, I see. And she talked up, and then my wife, don't do that. Don't don't tell her. What if she falls? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no way you can fall once you lock in. There's no way you can fall. <laughs> you know, you just you can't. But but you can. I was like, I'll walk away. I'll walk away. <laughs> I'll say, I we'll, we'll go get in the car and drive home. Who was she? <laughs> oh, look at the time. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> Ava was getting mad because we were behind these people and they had a little kid with them and the little kid was slowing them down. So Ava's in my air like, why don't this lady go? They need to go. <laughs> like, can you wait? Can you be patient? Can She's telling them to go even when they're not locked in. She's like, yeah, step <laughs> off, whatever. She the one about to push somebody in the back and just push them <laughs> off, you know. But them zip lines, at, at, at a certain point, you do think to yourself, man, I'm going to be halfway through and I'm going to fall. <laughs> I'm going to be halfway out that motherfucker. And I'm gonna fall. If something's gonna happen, it's gonna happen to me. You start, you start thinking like that kind of shit. Especially when it's all zip lines. That's what you're thinking. If something happens, it's gonna be me. Watch, yeah. watch, watch this fucking shit. <laughs> watch, watch, watch. And then it breaks, and you fall. You be like, of course, right? Like that's my mind too. Is like I'm halfway down, about to die, and I'm just like, of course it would be me. <laughs> of course. Why did I think? It would not be me. It of course. Me. Of course. And then my wife would be at the funeral. I knew it. I knew heights. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's one of the reasons I think uh, I am so patient is because I have no faith in anything. It's just like, you know, like, you know if, you, if I go to the airport and they're not like step out of line, I'm just like, oh, okay, wow, that was nice. But because in my mind, I was like, yeah, the, of course I'm the one that gets to step out of line. Yeah. Oh, my, my flight's delayed? Of course. It's of course it is. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be my flight? It's of course it is. <laughs> well, let's bring this one home, y'all. Andy, how long were we here? Uh, I think we're over three hours. Yeah, this is it for us today, people. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> well, what about Gary Farwell Jr. then? He was cut. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't get to a lot. Yeah, yeah I just wanted to throw that out there, okay? Uh, and he was cucking exactly how I thought he would be cucking. We, I called that. Somebody reminded me of that. In the, I, I think I called, I know, Rod, you, you obviously had said it early on. I think we were all like, of course he's. Mm-hmm. When as soon as I talked about a pool boy, I was like, oh, there's some cuck shit. It's cuck he was shit. cucking, and the thing that I didn't like was he wasn't even a cool cuck. Like, he wasn't even like, let me get a, a, a fucking glass of scotch and a cigar. Yeah, and sit <laughs> in the corner and film it. Dark corner yeah. where just like a lamp is lighting yeah. my body but not my face. And like I'm watching and maybe I'm even directing the action but not like the needy directing. Like, like where you're like, is everything okay? But like the directing where you're like, bend her over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, of course he wasn't. They say he was wearing like speedos and watching from behind like a clo- a door. Right. Oh, it's the worst kind of cut. Right. Well, I mean, it just shows you what kind of what kind of lack of lack of commitment to character he has. Right. <laughs> it just shows. It Remember just when shows. Uh, when Hulk Hogan uh, had sex with that DJ's wife, mm-hmm. uh, and the DJ was in another room watching on a closed circuit <laughs> camera. Like, yeah, that's another one. And look, if you're gonna cut, go all the way with your cucking, man. You got to be in the room. Right. Yeah. But we don't know what Hulk Hogan smells like. What? So, something <laughs> I mean, else going you're on. The one, you're the one letting him sleep with your wife. I just feel like 
if you gotta if you're going cuck, you gotta do it the cool way. You can't yeah. be doing it the insecure like this is hurting me or are you hurt? Is he hurting you, honey? You can't be that guy. You gotta be the like yeah, I'm a I'm the I'm coordinating this. I'm allowing this to happen because I'm the man. And I think you got to be like a player's coach. Mm. You know, you can't be like Bobby Knight throwing chairs, yelling, calling timeouts, getting in people's faces, grabbing their face masks. You know, you gotta <laughs> like you have to look at it like you're outsourcing the dick. You right. know what I mean? It's like I'm yeah. bringing in a contractor. Right. You know, it's like if I don't wash my wife's car, I don't get mad at the person I paid to wash the wife's car. And I don't like text that nigga and try to keep up with him in the off season. You know what I mean? That's how you're supposed to treat it. Like you're bringing in the relief pitcher or something. And he was not. He was wearing Speedos, hiding behind closet doors and shit. Yeah, you just like a sixth inning. You're like, I don't got my good stuff right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to bring in my clothing. He's going to take care of this pussy for me. And uh, I'll be over here sipping uh, some fucking fine. I'll be drinking a wine from a goblet. Yeah. I actually, I actually prefer the moment after sex is over more than anything else. So you guys have the sex. I like being small spoon. I like being small spoon. Let them have. A, let them do. Let them do a set. You know what I mean. And no one, no, no one. You uh, couldn't just watch porn, Jane. You got to do more than that. You, you got to be part of the action. No one does a cuck for pillow talk. No one has the sex and then they tag the guy in to lay next to her after. <laughs> <laughs> make right. her make her feel good. <laughs> Tell her how good, how beautiful she was. <laughs> you did a really good job. <laughs> you did a really good job. You see, you're so lovely. Hey, hey, Randolph, going to that full next to the steel. Know what you did, right? <laughs> He's a good porn talker, Lexington Steel. He talks he talks good in porn, as opposed to let's say uh Mr. Marcus, that motherfucker. I can't I I don't even like I don't like Lexington Steel because he, he bought into his own hype and after a while it wasn't as good as originally. Cause then he just became like a motherfucking dude that was describing each stroke of the porn. I'm like, calm down. We're watching you. Well, he would do. He does do shit like he'll like he'll look into the camera and say, "I think I'm gonna have about four orgasms today." I think about. I'm like, you you know the number, dog. You know the number. Stop breaking the fourth wall, dude. We're here with you. You you won. Who am I I working with today? That's like that's like if Tom Brady is also doing the color commentary. Like he's working the telestrator. Yeah. Worse. What's worse? Turn this into motherfucking uh, Kevin Spacey. Uh, on that Netflix show, I don't. I didn't tune in for that, bro. Like a Zach Morris type shit. Like time yeah. out, guys. stroke. He be like, look at Aisha running away. Don't run away, Aisha. You stay your ass in that seat and listen to this porn talk. <laughs> wow, Randolph. <laughs> the women. Audience members. Listen, I have a track record with the women. <laughs> they know my heart. Wesley Stroke Lexington still looks at the camera and says, You probably wonder how I got here, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Out of fame. <laughs> I'll tell you. He's better than he's better than uh my newest the person I hate is uh Prince Joshua. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, I never did like that dude. He always has a Timberlands. Timberlands yeah. in a knee brace. <laughs> knee brace. <laughs> he's like a wrestler. <laughs> and he always sounds like he's trying to start a lawnmower that won't that won't work. Right. <laughs> oh, come on, girl! Here we go! Here we go! This, all right, yes, here we go! It's time. I'm like niggas, stop! 
the Timberlands worst. in a knee. He wears Timberlands. He wears knee braces. <laughs> oh, I hate that. No, actually, if it's the guy who I think it is, those aren't real Timberlands. Those are the uh, <laughs> those are the uh, the Payless uh, knockoff. Don't say the Payless knockoff. Those are branches. That's not the tree limbs. That's a branch. <laughs> wilderness. Look at my wilderness boots. I hate that dude, man. He it's like it's like a that scene in Friday where uh oh girl the little girl was waiting on ice cream from Big Worm and, and oh yeah he drives off. She's like I hate him. That's me. Every time I see Prince Joshua, I hate him. The little girl was making good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Making God. making good. <laughs> oh, all right. Now we definitely gotta. <laughs> So I'm going to put this up on, on just like the last one when we only did one episode. I'll put it up on Thursday yeah. for the freeloaders also. Yeah, let them but, um, get a little bit. Yeah, we'll maybe get something else for the uh, something else for I the I can figure patrons. out what's going on with this goddamn Zoom thing. Just use do Zoom calls with all your woke files, people. You just use our password, hit record. Yeah, it'll do I mean, it for yeah, you. Dude, Send I me just, the audio I file. With, I couldn't with Jimmy because he couldn't get away from his wife. I was going to yeah. talk to to Rod's favorite Jimmy, we were going to do some some Star Wars slander just for Rod, and then talk about uh, talk about um, Lovecraft Country because Jimmy's the one who turned me on to the book. Well, they can do they, they can do audio only on Zoom too. They can if he doesn't want his video on, he, he could just talk right. on his phone on, over Zoom over well, a video. The man call. who had a problem with Star Wars also <laughs> had issues with his wife. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's all I heard. That's all I heard. <laughs> Well, because he has the wife and because he he's doing homeschooling and then he has the wife and the kid home and then the wife comes home. So he's like, I want to go outside or just do it over the phone. And I was like, well, and that's when I found out this issue with the phone is really mm. it's fucking me up. So I got to figure out what the fuck is wrong with this goddamn thing. So thanks, guys, for coming in with me today. And I'm not talking to the to the I'm talking to my black brothers and Andy for uh, <laughs> 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 We're coming in and uh, discussing this today. We were able to lighten some shit. Hey, nothing like talking some porn slander to lighten shit up. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll always do the trick. Um, oh, Chris, don't jump off when we wrap this up because I do want to ask you about the Verzi interview you did. Oh, hold on, real quick, Randolph, real quick. You can uh, call me Randolph. <laughs> I, 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 I want to do a quick plug. Um, if uh, uh, Aisha D is still on, I need her to take a screenshot. I'm wearing her shirt, a dollop of D. Uh, right now, um, okay. so you can take a quick screenshot of that and um, post it on her uh, social web. If she can't. Already left, man. I think, I think we ran her off with the porn. It's yeah. on the YouTube stream, though. You can you can take a screenshot right. later. Right. Take, okay, so do the do the pose, and then we'll tell her that it's at the end. You got to be talking okay. while you do the pose. Well, do the pose. I'll take a screenshot on my computer right now. Hold on. Do do the pose. But talk talk while you're doing it, Mike. I I, I can't do both. I I, I'm, <laughs> I have kids. I don't know what to do. <laughs> all, right. all right i think i got i will see we'll see if it if it's too blurry or whatever but i've, I've been older in this video and i just never sent it so aisha is a good christian woman okay i know time for all this foolishness <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, we talk about lexington still i'm out of here yeah <laughs> nigga still owe me 20 dollars yeah, she was like i knew it was gonna be like five men talking at some point <laughs> eventually y'all almost made it Sorry, it's almost made it. We all the way to the end, <laughs> and it degenerated. <laughs> so thanks, guys, for coming in. Uh, we appreciate y'all as always. Y'all be sure to check out the Mundane Festival. Uh, if you haven't already, pick up Failed Running Back. It's fantastic. The way you had the wife in the car laughing just the other day, Chris. Oh, wow, that's great. Y'all pick, pick that up. Uh, I, we, I already know y'all listen to the black guy who tips. So uh, y'all, I know you're getting at that. 
check out Rod's other shows that he's got going on uh, and just recommend it to somebody else. That's the better thing you can do other than just check it. Just recommend all of our shit to other people. Get at Mike. Mike's got that heat rot on his show. What's the name of your show, Mike? Uh, open mic radio podcast. Um, mic radio I podcast. I can never, I can never run the words together. <laughs> open mic <laughs> radio podcast. You can hear some of the heat rock. I've actually done it. Done one of those interviews. And uh, uh, the album promote Mike B. And promote Mike B. That that trended number one. <laughs> <laughs> Mike had a number. Chris, did yours go number one too? I think it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So we've had I've, we've had two number ones out of uh, off the three guys on bump. And you, um, see this album coming out soon too. This is to promote my B album, uh, background. There you go. There it okay. is. That's the old album. You're gonna you're gonna one. you're gonna re-release it. You gonna go ahead and re-release it? Yeah, I'm gonna re-release it. Like, uh, like Richard Pryor did with his early shit, <laughs> where he yeah, wasn't funny. Not? Yeah. yeah why not? Why not? Why not? Whatever. <laughs> y'all check out y'all check out uh, Dominic Dom's podcast with Andy. I don't the mind know of Dom. Uh, it's supposed to be every Friday, but often it's just whenever Dominic feels like uploading an, uh, right. an episode. Actually, uh, me and my friend Justin are supposed to record with Dom tomorrow, talking ABA playoffs and the the walkout and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. that'll be good. Yeah, that should be. Dope. We had a great time last time and predicted a lot of this shit. So, oh, did you? Okay, so y'all y'all be sure to get at that. And again, I want to thank everybody for coming in. Appreciate y'all, y'all. Um, Mark, Mark, I think I'm going to set up a, I'm talking to, I'm talking directly to me. You know what? Just stay on after we end the call and then we'll, we'll take care of it. <laughs> so that's two things now I got to do. Uh, so that is about it. I want to thank y'all so much. I'm going to say happy birthday to my mother. She's not uh, listening at all, but she turns 80 in the next two days, I believe, which is Mark is what I want to talk to you about. And uh, yeah, so happy birthday to my mom. And we're going to wrap this up. So we'll do it like this uh i'll say mine and then it'll, it'll be mike then chris then rod will close it okay all right mike chris rod here we go i'm randolph terrence i'm andy klein i'm mike b i'm chris lambert and i'm rod and we've been five guys on four blocks and one white <laughs> half i'm only half Halfway is Persian, which is a little bit black. So there you go. So it's just a lot of blackness today. We're five guys on. We are out.